Hey everybody, it's your old pals Ian, Chewy, Alan, and Ryan. And we're here to talk about all the great shows on the Stuff and Things Podcast Network, aren't we boys? How many yes. shows? Oh wait, sorry. Uh, yes, we are. How many shows? <laughs> There's four good of job, them, Alan. Alan. Four good. of them, and they come out on all different various days of the week. Uh, of course, uh, every Friday you can listen to the original, the classic Stuff and Things, where Chewy and I uh, just kind of talk to each other like we're best buddies. We just kind of talk like just you, like you, your best buddies, like you just and your best like friends best talk, like, yeah. like we're best buddies, like we're best buddies. Yeah. Watch it, you're on thin ice. I have Alan over here. I That's am right fine. here. Be friends with Alan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll go well. Uh, so yeah. you can check that out every single Friday if you like hearing conversations that you and your friends would have, but with two total strangers. <laughs> Uh, what else do we have on the Stuff and Things podcast now, boys? Well, I'm glad you asked, Ian. <laughs> Alan Selman. I took a stance here. Uh, <laughs> we, we have four color commentary. Uh, what's a that comic, show about? It's a comic. I'm about to get to that. Gee, Alan, what's that show about? Thank you. I'm so glad you asked. Uh, it's a comic book podcast where four comic book nerds talk about books that they bring, sort of like a comic book book club, but we also talk about other things like movies and comic book happenings on top of all that. So... Uh, it comes out every other Wednesday, which is free, uh, not free comic book day, but it is sometimes. <laughs> it's just every comic book day. If your parents every are still other. buying your comic books like they are for me, then it is free comic book day. <laughs> it's every other Wednesday that comes out. Gosh, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's really excited. Ryan, uh, tell us about the redheaded stepchild of the Seven Things Podcast the, Network. The, the, uh, the, the sad, lonely other child of the Seven <laughs> Things Podcast Network is a podcast we like to call Super Action Bros. <laughs> podcast we talk about movies with explosions and car chases and lots of people dying a lot and stuff uh it's every saturday the most action-packed day of the week with ryan and ian yeah where we take a critical look at those movies that are commonly watched while eating a lot of popcorn and snacks uh and pizza and beer (laughs) i like those things (laughs) isn't there one more podcast that we're forgetting about nope let's move forward the dark recesses of the stuff and things podcast network where only the brave dare dwell not me. I'm out of here. Yes. I'm here <laughs> to tell you about the. You already talked about the redheaded stepchild. I'm here to tell you about the neglected, jet black haired, evil demon ghost. son of the sun ghost. Of the, <laughs> the sun ghost? Yes. The ghost of the sun? Exactly. Oh, I was thinking like a sun ghost. Like oh, sun, sun of ghost. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is referred to as Eyes in the Dark, where we talk about horror movies oh. with. Movie expert, Dr. Oh, yes. Jurassic Price, <laughs> and the classic and ever velvety voiced Evan is on it. <laughs> and of course, because we have busy schedules, it is released every other Monday, the most terrifying day of the week. Whoa! Monday is legit the most terrifying day of the week. See, guys, there's something for everyone here on the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Everybody can enjoy a little something here. Um, and we want you to enjoy now. So sit back, relax, get yourself a nice beer or juice box. Yeah, if you're driving, don't drink beer. Don't do that. The juice box the is fine. But what you can do is Root enjoy. Beer also, okay. <laughs> what you can do is enjoy another fine Stuff and Things podcast.
Hello, true believers, and welcome to Four Color Commentary, the continuing saga of four comic nerds and the books they love. I'm Elliot! Ian told me to have more energy! Jesus. I'm Chewy, and I think I have just about the right amount of energy, I think. I'm Ian. Energy is what makes my body go. I'm Ghost Ryan. (laughs) (laughs) I am composed entirely of energy. (laughs) That was hilarious, but why did I have to change my... Ryan was just going to do the same thing at the end. That's why it's funny. (laughs) Because his is always a surprise. Yours and his, but... Never mind. Hello, everybody. Welcome <laughs> to Four Color Commentary. Um, welcome to the show. If this is your first time with us, hello. Welcome. Uh, we always I'm are sorry for your speakers and or headphones. into the Four Color Calvary. Ah, uh, see what I did there? Four Color Calvary. It's oh, like, is that a thing? That's, uh, well, now it is. Uh, well, it's like the Four Horsemen. Full of, of Four, four yeah. Color Cadets. That, that may need a meeting. And we're the Four Color Comrades. Um, but if you are returning a Four Color ca- Cadet, we salute you. And uh, you may be seated and resume driving to wherever your destination may be. More than likely driving <laughs> no statistically you i are assume driving. with all of our yeah. shows that our listeners pull over to the side of the road to salute us if you're jogging <laughs> you can you can turn the treadmill back on yes or the recumbent bike or start <laughs> the recumbent <laughs> bike the treadmill thank you for knowing the actual name um but before we thank get more comfortable on my back name. Before we get into the show proper, we want to go through uh, what we call the business, just some uh, basic information about how you can reach out to us. If at the end of this whole whole uh, kit and caboodle, you're like, I like those guys, and I'd like to know more of them. Uh, well, there are some ways you can do that. Uh, way number one you can reach out to us is through our website, fourcolorpodcast.com. It's a Tumblr site, so you can actually follow us if you have a Tumblr account and get new updates. We're posting all sorts of cool stuff, episodes, and we also post now Ryan's, Ryan's actually in, in charge of it. <laughs> and Ryan's been posting like, artwork from our, from our book and all sorts of neat stuff that we find. What's um, Ryan in charge of now? Uh, Ryan's in charge of the Four Color Podcast uh, site. Tumbling. Oh, He's in charge of updating it. You're the tumbling bandit. <laughs> the tumbling bandit? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, someone's posting stuff on our behalf. Uh, oh, well, yes. I'll I, let him do it. <laughs> I texted you. I said, I'm posting on the Tumblr. So. <laughs> I... Don't read things sometimes. So that's one way you can reach out to us. Along that Tumblr, there are some links on the side that you can do the following things. Uh, Thing number one you can do is uh, subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, So get new episodes as they become available. Um, And you can also uh, leave us a review on iTunes. We do appreciate those. And we do like to read them on the show from time to time. So... If you go write to a nice four color message. podcast forward slash iTunes. Yes, and that will do it. Get us to iTunes, um, and you can also uh, reach out to us via social media. We do have a social media connections. Way number one yeah. is through Twitter uh, at Four Color Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can also reach us individually on Twitter. We'll go around the circle alphabetically. Alan, how do people reach you on Twitter? I'm Dog. at marginally talented. M R G N L Y talented. Sweet. And for Chewy, it's at Chupacabra, C-H-E-W-P-A-C-A-B-R-A. Killer. My name's Ian. You can reach me at, at iRich. That's at I-R-I-T-C-H. Good job, me. Yeah. Uh, I'm on Twitter, too. Ryan Roop, R-Y-A-N-R-U-P-P-E. Totally radical. Yeah. Um, so uh, that's how you can reach out to us via there. We also we also do have a, a Instagram account at Four Color Pod on Instagram, as well as we also have a Facebook page. You can uh, give us a big thumbs up on Facebook, uh, and you can also reach out to us via email if you prefer the uh, old fashioned way at Four Color Podcast at Gmail And finally, you can check out some of the other shows from our podcast network, the Stuff and Things Podcast Network, uh, at Stuff and Things Network So. 
fellas. Uh, that is the business. Uh, and now uh, what we'll do is we'll go ahead and go around the circle and introduce uh, you to uh, the four of us and also to the format of the show. So without any further ado, let's introduce uh, our first alphabetically, as always. Alan, tell us about yourself. Who is you and why you be? My name is Alan, and I like things like art because I like to draw cartoons sometimes. Uh, I'm really big into uh, things like manga and web comics, and I really have been getting in recently to paneling, paneling outs of things. Panel layouts. You know, I, if I, I could like talk that. on a podcast, <clears throat> that'd be fantastic. That would be good. Um, so yeah, that's my shtick. My name is Chewy. You may remember me from such podcasts as Four Color Commentary. Stuff and Things, and Eyes in the Dark. If you've listened to any of those, you might know that I like things that are metal. Whenever you see blood on a page, or something just kind of messed up happening in general, or some sort of weird psychological twist, or just something that looks pretty cool, usually that's pretty metal, and I like that. Chewy, I think that your writing website should be bloodonapage.com. Bloodonapage.com. Sounds kind of awesome. That sounds pretty awesome. Hey, everybody. <laughs> what would I post there? Nothing. <laughs> Just blood. Selfies. Pictures of blood on pages. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird Tumblr. Um, it's okay. It's not as weird as the Tumblr I follow, which is the same picture of David Coulier every day. And it literally posts the same picture of David Coulier every day at like 8.30 a.m. <laughs> Sometimes it's off by a few minutes, yeah. but I always see it. Nice. Uh, hey, everybody. My name is Ian. Uh, I am a big fan of superhero comics for uh, for the most part because, I don't know, I just have, some, I have an affinity towards that. But... I like any comic really that has a great story. So even if the art maybe isn't the best, if you have a really good story that really draws me in, um, I'm totally game. So uh, yeah, I kind of try to like to find something I like in every book that I read. My name's Ryan. I like uh, comics as art, comics as literature. Uh, I'm sort of slowly growing more and more disillusioned with superhero comics. Uh, <laughs> There's some but good I, ones. Yeah, I didn't say that there weren't. Uh, I, I like a lot of superhero books and uh, not superhero Science fiction, science fiction books and uh some of those are superheroes though yeah sometimes and i don't know slice like of life Adam books strange. And, and yeah magicians and magic and <laughs> that, that's doctor strange weirdness. that's a different strange oh that's totally different but, but adam the, strange but adam strange is like sci-fi but about doctor strange, strange love is mostly science fiction. <laughs> are you into doctor strange love yeah how nice. i learned to stop wearing and love the bomb My um, i can walk yeah that stuff that's sweet good. Uh, well, there are four of us, and there are also four parts of our show, which I will lay out for you now, so you know the uh, the format, and so you guys the guys can uh, listen along and uh, be aware. I feel like I'm an, we're doing an NPR show this week. You know, let's let's change this up. I'm gonna be really excited when I talk about these four parts of the show. Part number one is called. Here's my issue. Each of us bring... Calm down, 90s <laughs> Nickelodeon commercial. Hey, man. I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> Don't do... you dare disparage 90s Nickelodeon. I'm going li- oh, to Liefeld the hell out of this right now. Well, Ready? So I'm going to do it without a waste? I'm going to McFarlane to your Liefeld over here. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, my God. We need Someone Jim Lee. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Okay. I'm, gonna, I'm just, I'm, I'm just going <laughs> to... Are you going to li- be Omek? <laughs> Can I be Rocco? <laughs> Get his new... <laughs> I'm here with my 58 ab muscles to tell you about here's my issue where each of us bring a comic book issue. We all read them and then talk about them. Next, I pull out my chains with fire and we go into first print where we read a classic comic book run, a classic issue, or even a graphic novel that's important for new readers. Next, I pull out of my 28 pouches the four color character (laughs) compendium in which we (laughs) 
<laughs> in which we talk about a classic comic book superhero, a villain, silly. a team, or even a creator. And lastly, when I jump on my flaming motorcycle of doom with my atomically incorrect female off into the sunset like any good comic we end with back matter where we talk about movie news and and other comic book news. i feel like this is now four color canon which means he has to come back to do that part of the intro every single time he'll come from time to time no i feel like if the the listeners demand it i will do it again but only only this demand it hashtag four color canon (laughs) what's the name of that guy (laughs) <laughs> Hashtag monster truck. The li- he's the Liefeld lieutenant. He's really excited. He's part the of the Liefeld army. Lieutenant. That's way too long. <laughs> what uh, what uh, about a hashtag? Also, lieutenant is incredibly difficult. What about well, he, that's the character's name? What, what about Liefeldian? Except Ian is dash I A N. Liefeldian. Can you dashes and hashtags? I like that. I don't know. It's all right. Anyway, capitalize the I. So if you could listen to what that extreme motorcycle riding jerk had to say, you know the four areas of the show. You know about us. And we will begin. So, part number one of the show. Here's my issue. I believe I drew the short straw this time, guys. You did. You, uh, you did. So I brought a comic. Are you sure, Alan? Wait this this is Ian's book. Yes, this yeah. is my book. I really? This. Yes. I, I thought this, this was book. Ryan book nope. all the way. Nope. Although, although to be fair, Ryan, we we were so Ryan and I were at a local comic book store. Yes. Um, and we uh, were walking down the aisle. Oh, so you were, Ryan told you to buy this book. No, 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 no. I, no, he did not tell me to buy this book. down that kind of aisle either. It was a comic book. It aisle. was a comic book store. And I, I saw new, this book. I heard releases. about this book. Um, and I was like, oh, this is really cool looking. And the guy behind the counter, a uh, man by the name of Kenny, was like, hey, you guys should. Uh, I met Kenny. You guys should really pick this book up. Um, it is a. Uh, it's really neat. The artist actually came in and is local and signed every single copy of it. And I'm like, for and for no for no charge, didn't do anything, just signed every copy of the first issue. And I thought, for a dude to come out and do that, it's pretty cool. So I'll check his book out. So this is a book from Image Comics. Uh, it is uh, written by James Robinson, uh, art and lettering by Greg Hinkle, uh, and it is called Airboy Number One. Um, you're brief- gonna okay. You're gonna need to synopsis. This Brief one. plot synopsis. Go. It's called well, Airboy Number One, and you would think with that, oh, it must be a superhero book. Well, this comic is sort of a bait and switch. Yeah, right? this comic really is. It makes it, but but in a good way, in the best way possible. Because you think, oh, I'm getting a superhero comic. When in actuality, it's kind of a commentary on the on, on being a comic books writer and a comic book artist and getting into wacky adventures, but with a slight little twist there at the end. Um, so yeah, it's kind of slice of life a little bit, but with a little bit of a, a, a comic book twist, we'll say. Yeah. Um, so what did you guys think of the book? I, I'm curious what you guys thought. I feel like this book was a book about Darwin Cook. <laughs> Based on the stories we've heard him tell, <laughs> where, mm-hmm. where he's just like, he's like, uh, you know, everyone just comes to me. They're like, By can, the you way. Do the, can you do the golden age version of this? Can you do, oh, they call me in for all the yeah. golden age stuff. And I want to do some other stuff too. Yeah. And then where it's like, oh, I'm the golden age guy. Well, James Robinson is, is sort of that guy too. Really? He did Starman and like JSA. Okay. Like all of the like classic, well, not the classic, the like redone JSA in the like 80s and 90s. These, was this, him. This, this, these and, are like actual guys, and right? And Starman was him. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, so, both of these people so, are the people So yeah, who he has a very similar sort of trajectory. As Darwin Cook okay, in a lot of ways. Cool. So yeah. Now, other question: Is Airboy an actual established, pre-established, pre to this book? Yeah. Comic book yes. character. No, it's a, it's okay. a like a, it's a public domain okay. character now. It's like a, like a sciencey aviation, you know, Nazi fighting hero. Mm-hmm. 
but this book has very little to do with that yeah, so far. Yeah. No, I, just, uh, I was just wondering because I was like, oh, how much of this is real? Um, <laughs> so it kind of follows these two dudes meeting up to work on an Airboy comp, this comic called Airboy. Um, and it seems like this maybe might have stemmed out of the idea of not having an idea where to go with the comic. So let's do this. <laughs> this is pretty neat. And it's actually pretty good. I, I really liked it a lot. Um, what did, what did you guys think of the overall like story idea of the behind this and like this? Especially had, people who like you and I, yeah. Alan and Chewy, and uh, I mean I would say to an extent Ryan, people who maybe want to create comics and oh, yeah. want to be part of this. Like, what do you think about? Well, well maybe, maybe not, maybe there. not this exactly, yeah. but but be part of a. No, there's parts of this book I can get behind. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, By this way, is NSFW. No, this is this is not for children. I was actually reading this on a lunch break on my work computer. And uh, that's not good. It wasn't. I mean, a lot of it wasn't so bad until that one big splash page towards the end, which I did not think was going to happen. No. And I thought, oh well, maybe that's just it. I'll just this, go past this it real book. Quick. Has a lot and more. No. Has a lot more nudity in it than I expected. Yes, it does. For a it's book not for kids. Airboy. I didn't expect any. And then, like, here's the thing: is I went into this book not knowing, like, yeah, oh, either. I, same, I kind of get what this is going to be about, and I'm reading. I'm like. Oh, this is going to be one of those long ones, isn't it? Like, you know, like the somber sort of like, here's how comics actually work and then make you not want to work in that industry ever. Yeah. And then it takes a huge left turn right about the time they start doing cocaine. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, there's some and start like, and you get that giant montage splash double page thing. But yeah, no, I, I I agree. I was reading this on the bus actually, <laughs> and uh, it was when we were at Comic Con, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But um, yeah, I, I was flipping through it on the bus, and then Splash Page happened, and then I was like, oh, all right. Yeah. So this is this book. It's it's very like it's like purposely transgressive. It's yeah. like it, it reminds me a lot of like Hunter S. Thompson. In the sense that it's like, well, and then that's when things went crazy, <laughs> uh, and then, which I think he quotes earlier. Yeah, right? yeah, like it's 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 sort of like a purposeful, I think, like kind of a loving homage mm. to that sort of thing. I think this but, book is very silly, but like it has the heart of that, yeah, like kind of material. Yeah, you yeah, know? it's it's like it's like purposely trying to, I feel like, push it to the extreme. Yeah, uh, I, and it's funny because I was talking to Kenny later, and he had finally read it, and he's like. Man, I want that guy to come back in so I can be like, how much of this actually happened? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not a whole lot, but, but, but it's possible. It's, it's sort of, I feel like the the insanity and, and crazy amounts of drug use and nudity and whatever that happens in the in this book sort of leads up to the to the last page, uh, which is the first page that has an illustration that's in full color. Right. Uh, not to get right to the end, but the, I mean, this book is basically, a, the whole thing is a setup to the end. And he and uh, James, but Robinson not like a boring his, setup. It doesn't feel no, like no. exposition or anything. Well, and like that. and he sort of hints at it earlier in the book where he's like, "Well, I don't, know, I don't know. Like maybe what would what would Airboy, you know, what would something like that? How would something like that be relevant now?" And then he like pops in when they're, yeah. Like, by the way, this the behavior this will naked, not stand. <laughs> yeah. yeah by the way, after all this night of drug fueled, drug yeah. and booze fueled debauchery. Um, the uh, airboy shows up in the living room, <laughs> like, "Hey, in what's going color. on?" In full well, color, in okay, costume. Let's talk, real, oh, real quick, let's talk about the art. On. Yes, let's talk about the art real quick because yeah, we yeah. just touched yes. on it. Uh, gosh, this is art that makes me sad in the best possible way, just because it's one of those un- unobtainable perfection. Like, you wish you could draw the human anatomy like this. I just wish I could draw <laughs> anything as well as this. If it happens to be a you know throbbing member of anatomy, then that's fine. <laughs> 
I will take that, but hey, I can't. Comics. I can't even do that. Not for kids. It's just like everything about it is so stylized in the perfect way. Like everything is like exactly nothing changes. That being said, I didn't know what year this was when it started. Yeah, yeah. I felt like this was like a late early seventies, late sixties book when well, it first started. Yeah, when you go to the, uh, <laughs> I thought late nineties, early two thousands. here feel it had the office of Eric Stevenson, publisher image comics. I mean, you have like the kind of like seventies, uh, like yeah. retro looking furniture. He's got a pod chair. Yeah, like who had in a Vespa? I'm pretty sure that it's a joke. Yeah, I mean you got that, and I think it's just like you know you have like those guys running you know the industry now, so that can be why you have these wild crazy nights. Well, you he know? also has an office that over a well because Image offices are in Berkeley, I think, and he also yeah. has an office that overlooks the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think he has that. Um, yeah, I really like the colors in this book. Yes, it's uh, a super absolutely. super oh, limited so palette, good. but it's it, it works so good, especially once Airboy pops up because he is full color as opposed to everything else, which is sort of like a kind of a teal green, sage green color cast, and then kind of like a that's one of the other like things a magenta. It's yeah, oh, that's man, one of the, the other things. This book are they're really limited, but they really yeah, express exactly. it too. It's just knowing where to put those colors and where to shade them and where to not and like where to put the blacks instead of the colors and it's just like, God, I wish I had that kind of like, you know, sight. You yeah, know this, I mean? this yeah. art is definitely. I could see how you would think this is a Ryan book. This is definitely the kind of art that I go in for. You've rubbed off on me, sir. Yeah. It reminds me of uh, Sex Coven, is why. Yeah, yeah in almost every single way, because yeah. Sex Coven had like the same kind of coloring yeah, style, same also. kind of two color thing going on. Do you guys but have, it didn't have as much cocaine. <clears throat> Do you guys have like a favorite well, page or like a favorite layout? Else. Um, That's a good question. My favorite is probably when they are hitting the, um, like the clubs or whatever, and yeah, they start one? doing cocaine. This and one, yeah, this is probably it's like my slanted. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a Dutch tilt, but it, the whole page is yeah. Dutch tilted. But it yeah. makes sense because they're sort of like going off the rails, and so yeah. that's kind of the idea. So the, it's get. it's it's great panel layout. Well, I it's think. just that there's not a whole lot of clearly delineated panels, but there's panels there. Like you start in the top left. And there's not really a panel next to it, but they're right next to themselves, uh-huh. like without a frame, without yeah, gutters. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's it, almost like non-linear a little it, bit. Exactly, and you have them walking around, and you just it, it's awesome. And when they do kind of add them in, they frame them inside of windows, and it, it's pretty awesome. I dig it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, well, let me ask you guys this. Well, this only is out two issues, um, so it's it's fairly new. Yeah, uh, I think so it's, it's a limited series of four is what I heard. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, it's only going to be four issues? Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, that would make sense. It's good to have a nice little limited run like that. I but, love those smaller, like, one to four, one to six type deals. Me too. Like, especially for something like this where mm-hmm. you can put a lot of love and thought into it without having to think about the long game. Because mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. books... And I was. it's weird that you mentioned this because I just had this thought earlier and the conclusion I came to was uh, that books with like a limited run, like a really limited run like this Uh get to put more heart into it than commercial, like ongoings, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to play the long game and set things up. that are going to happen 20 issues down the line or worry about what happens if this cuts gets cut off before I get to finish this archetype Mm -hmm. deal. Um, Well, it's less serial serialized storytelling and more sort of like compressed, more novel, like, yeah, I guess. Honestly, I kind of prefer the short term uh, storytelling uh, more than the longer term stuff. Like you can still do longer term stuff in mm-hmm. the in the four to six issue size. I feel like 
Like that's what Atomic Robo does for the most part. I think that's why I really like it because you can read bits and pieces of it, and when mm-hmm. you read it all together, it still strings, but everything is its own little contained little capsule, and it makes it really easy to to digest. Like I said, I also think you put a lot more love into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if you guys want to check out Airboy uh, and you don't have children, <laughs> around you children. anyway, get this. Yeah. Um, and don't read it at work because I got to that page right well, and it appeared big on my computer. I'm like, well, maybe it's just the one. Nope, it keeps going. <laughs> now you know what you know what really intrigued me about this book is uh, actually if you look at the cover gallery that's in yeah. the back matter, it shows you the covers for three and four, and it it's there's a lot more color, and then it shows like at this other cast of characters and like Nazi robots yeah. and stuff. My and my favorite page by the way, Ian, is the fourth cover. The, yeah. the, the oh, one where yeah, they're running great. away from the Nazi mech and like Airboy's on his f- wing flappy airplane. So, yeah. so I was, uh, so I, I already read issue two, which is already out. Mm, I have uh, not had a chance to issue yet. two somehow gets even filthier, <laughs> <laughs> but also, also gets us into Airboy's world where there are Nazi robots and stuff like that. Awesome. Oh, so man. that's, that's I'm, I'm maybe not the Nazis, but, but the robots is Ryan's wheelhouse. Yeah. I do like giant <laughs> robots fighting people. I feel like if you, I wasn't sure about this book and then I was like, Oh, okay. They're going to go. I feel it's like it's not just going to be debauchery for four issues, but I feel like if your taste in my, robots. I feel like if your taste in my taste had a baby, like my humor and your love of robots had a baby, this would be the book. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. So you guys could check out Airboy if you'd like. Uh, it is available uh, anywhere image comics are available. You can get it at a uh, at a local retailer. You can also pick it up on uh, online. If you are in the uh, Orange County area, Craig Hinkle, if you can hear this and you're around, uh, we would love to talk to you about it and uh, maybe get some signed books from you. That's pretty be pretty cool. Um, so yeah, yeah you I'm, can I'm check scared. that out. Um, yes, yeah, and you can yeah check that out uh, if you'd like to. Uh, it's pretty neat. I would highly recommend it. And it's a limited series, so it's not like you have twenty thousand issues to catch up on. It's only four, and there's only two out now, so we're halfway there, halfway there, halfway there. Okay, so moving on away from Airboy and moving on halfway to halfway there, halfway there, <laughs> halfway there. Moving on to Chewy's book, SpongeBob. Going on to Chewy's book for the week. Chewy, tell us about the book that you brought this week. The book that I brought is called Cutter. Number one, and it is a book that uh, it came out on a uh, Top Cow and was distributed or released by Image. It's got both Top Cow and Image on it, and I know Top Cow and Image are like they have like the a creative same. partnership. Yeah, it's in the same way that like Skybound and Image are put together. Yeah, yeah, like Skybound is like Kirkman's imprint mm-hmm. and stuff like that, but Top Cow, which it kind of was its own thing before now. Mm-hmm. It was like an image. Yeah, it's thing. Mark Silvestri's thing. Um, so, uh, written by Robert Napton and Seamus, or Seamus, I don't, I don't know. Probably Seamus. Probably Seamus. Uh, Kevin Fahey, uh, and drawn by Christian DeBerry. Um, basically, uh, it's, it's some crazy murders happening in Murder Town. Crazy, crazy Murder Town. Um, and there's lots of stuff, uh, here and I'd like to hear what you guys have to say about it. So I want to know what are your guys's thoughts? There's, it feels like it's stuff. a cold case file in progress. That's there, why I like that's it. That's what it is. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I couldn't put my finger quite on it because it's like, like, it has kind of a yeah. police procedural, but it has that like, yeah, cold case file feel like he didn't tell the police everything that he knew. <gasps> and it turns out, but it also has that like, and I mean this in a good way, not in a bad way. It has that kind of late 90s slasher movie. I know what you did last summer feel, but yeah. in a good way, not in the yeah, way yeah. that movie does. Yeah, it's like, it's like, like if way. you, it's like if you mixed like a, uh, like a, I don't know, kind of like a, like a slashery X Files with like mm-hmm. a, like a horror movie. Like if you, mm-hmm. if you, 
it's it's got kind of that feel. I mean, it doesn't have the like. It's less like an investigation. It's not like we have a yeah. you know the You're FBI team that we're following. No, 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 no. But, but it feels like the way it's being recounted to me is very much like those cold case files where yeah, it just tells yeah. you like, hey, this is what happened. John told his wife to leave, but she refused. But that wasn't the only thing that. And occurred, when he showed right? up, everyone was there. <laughs> yeah. everyone you guys watch there. a lot of this, huh? I, I, my mom I loves cold case files. <laughs> my mom loves cold case files. My my mom my mom hates any hates zombies hates vampires hates anything scary movies but she will watch cold case files all day long so much so my dad will be like walk in and see her watch one and be like and she cut off her husband's face and he goes like oh you taking notes <laughs> wherever, wherever they screwed up or are you making sure you got got it down so you know you, you can get away with it <laughs> now I mean is it any surprise that if I go to bed is every night watching forensic files this is the type of book that I would bring no not at all I liked it I, I really enjoyed it actually I'm actually really interested to see what happens Some, next um yeah, I mean, it, it definitely sets up a lot of mystery. Um, what what did the two of you, or Alan, you haven't said much about it. I want to hear what you have to say about it. I don't know if this is Alan's cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to hear what Alan thinks. That's fine. I want to hear what he thinks. Uh, okay, so let's start with it was good. Um, it, like, it, yeah. it, it's kind of the same problem I had with, uh, I forget exactly what other book it was. It's... It's good for what it is, was and it what it is is not something that I usually am into. Was it Nailbiter? That you, is or it, was it something bad, like bad that? One? I don't yeah. want to say Nailbiter because Nailbiter had a weirdness to it that was actually more intriguing. Was it? But be- I think I think I might have mentioned it there. Was it Bedlam? Let's spend no, an Bedlam hour trying to cooler. figure out which anyway, book it was. Let's not do that. The thing <laughs> is that uh, I think I think let's it might have been Nailbiter. Might Nailbiter. But the thing yeah. is that this seems you're right, like a totally like a cold case file type. You know, follow the murder mystery sort of. Uh, you know horror and Amityville type deal and it's great it's just not something that really wrote me in because it seems like a lot of tropes thrown into one book mm-hmm. there, okay. there were I, I would and, agree with that and the only well, other... I think that's why I think that's why Ian called out sort of the 90s slasher movie feel yeah because those are like pure tropes oh it is it's right. for sure it's definitely playing into that but it's like oh what if we did that it feels like what if we mixed I know you did last summer but made it very kind of police procedurally right a little bit cold case file, a little bit of mystery to it instead of just like we're not telling it from the victim standpoint entirely like we know who the killer is we already know who right. the killer is all these people but it's like well, what well, happened we in this? Who she is. Well, we we do know who. Well, we well we know who she is, but we don't know why she's doing this. Right. Yeah. We, all we know is something bad happened to her, but we're not sure what it is. I I think that uh, and probably whatever it is in my imagination is way worse than what we're watching. I mean, well, who knows? It, it depends if they go real or if they go like like if they do the whole fake her death type thing. Or if they go like the supernatural route, yeah, I think that could. There's a fork Which, coming up that I think they could they, go one way or the other. Yeah, they might go super. I I haven't read the rest of the series, and it's a four issue series. Oh, okay, but yeah. on another the, short one. On the cover, I mean, she's levitating, right? But anytime we see her in the book, she's not, and she's using like hedge clippers and stuff like that. Like nothing mm-hmm. really supernatural there to cut people in half, and right? To, like <laughs> cut herself also. Yeah. she's. Yeah. It just seems like a really improbable weapon. That's got to like fit in somewhere. I think with the story, maybe. Yeah. So because that's right. like, I don't hey, know if I so a glove, with hedge So does a glove full of knives. I'm jumping <laughs> into people's dreams. That makes sense. I, um, yeah, I got you. When, when I read the story, I was, I, I, I don't know. I was taken kind of by surprise by the tone that it had. I was expecting mm-hmm. it to be a little bit more supernatural uh, right off, like right out of the gate, you know, mm-hmm. but it, it wasn't. And so there were parts where I was, it seemed like there were like this one book had a little bit, uh, 
what's the right? It had like they had to get a lot of information out of this. As yeah. You yeah. Oh yeah. They had There's a lot of a scene lot to set of up. exposition yeah. in this book. Oh for sure. Um, and I felt like what it was is they had too much for one book and not enough for two books. Or they didn't want to do two books of exposition, so they kind of trimmed some stuff out and kind of made it all fit in one, which at times to me made the story seem a little bit like it just jumped around. Mm-hmm. Not it quite was hard to follow at one point. It was a little hard to follow. Some of the guys had the same face, and yeah. so that made it a little tough too. With mm-hmm. the art, you had some really, I thought, some very detailed, good. Oh yeah, you know, uh, pages and panels and all that stuff, and it has kind of its own little style where it almost looks like. Yeah this weird like underground comic type of feel, uh-huh. especially cause I, I, I was expecting to open it and see full color. See, at least the yeah. version that I had us read mm-hmm. at least was not colored on the inside. I don't no. know if they've reprinted it with color. The thing, is, the thing is that like, from like what this. this, this art looks like, uh, it's inks for colors. It doesn't look like it's inks mm-hmm. for being black and white or, or monochrome. It looks like it's inks for colors. I don't know. Yeah. I think it works. It's got a lot of, especially with the, uh, the zip tone and, and, Sort of the, I feel like that like was added in after the fact because yeah. they decided they didn't have time to go color or like or they were going to do it expense. later or something. But like I said, I the, at least the version that I got my hands on to give to you guys to, to read mm. was uh, black and white. I like it this way. Um, but it, yeah, it kind of gave me that like weird tone of like, you don't really know what's going on, you mm-hmm. know, with it. It kind of makes it a little bit eerie. Um, so I kind of dug that. But yeah, some some of the guys had same face. and oh, that, But oh, um, it reminded me a lot of like the, um, what's it called? That manga with the dude with the giant sword. Berserk. Berserk. Like just <laughs> You a just lot. described a lot of manga. <laughs> <laughs> Only one that we've read it's with a really, truly giant sword. that video with the guy sword. with the spiky hair and the sword. <laughs> <laughs> and you all take turns fighting. What's that? What's the name of that one game? There's only one like it. But um, yeah, it just had a lot, a lot of like little tiny lines and stuff, and yeah. little pencil lines, and I, and I, it kind of reminded me of that. It almost felt to me, yeah, it, like a little bit translated. Yeah, no, I, I can see that. It actually, it's it's funny because one of the things that I liked about this book, and I and I'm, I apologize to you, I was not expecting to like this book. I was like, oh, it's a really? book from Chewy, and it's called Cutter. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'll read this. And then I was like, wait, that was kind of good. Um, but it, it like, especially like the book is, and this is for a book called cutter where somebody is killed in the first couple of pages. I was impressed by the restraint of this book. Like the first page, yeah, you don't see. like the guy totally, like she cuts him apart with hedge clippers, but you don't see it happen. Yeah. It's, it's very much, it's, it's one of the things I love about sort of classic like 50s and 60s horror movies, which this also reminds me of because yeah. it's black and white, you know, like like kind of old style scary yeah. movies is that they, they don't ever show the like the scene where somebody actually gets torn apart. Yeah. You just so leading up to it. And then you just see people like sort of like surprised by it afterwards, but you never see like the scene of gore. Kind of Hitchcockian. Is, yeah, which is like a, a big thing in, in comics now is showing as much gore as possible. And I was impressed that this that this didn't because I think it I don't I don't I don't know if I want to say it, it made it classier, but it, it just sort of like elevated it to something that's almost kind of like a, a more noir or a more like like a classic not to say that gore is it, yeah. it made it more classy. It right. made it more I classic. Agree. Yeah. Classy it made it gore. more like a more like a like a some sort of long lost scary movie from the from the fifties. The thing yeah. is though yeah. that it rides that line real hard between uh, classic black and white movies that you watch, you know, because they're good, and classic black and white movies that you watch because there's two guys and a robot sitting in front of it. Right. 
Yeah. It rides that line real hard. <laughs> it does. Well, and it's also kind of it's it kind of rides that line between like a classic movie and then like a like a B movie like a uh, like an Evil Dead or that kind of thing, yeah. you know? Where it's it's which is sort of the same thing that you're saying. I but, get you. Yeah. But like a like a like a more indie, right. you know. But yeah, I was impressed by this book. It was too actually. It was a, it was a, it was a nice little surprise. I actually am really excited to read more of this. So speaking of that, where can people get more of this? I, I picked it up brick and mortar initially at Fat Collectibles, and then I um, you can get it online now because it's part of Image mm-hmm. as well, or just brick and mortar. You should be able to find it again. It's um, this was one of four, so uh, it might be worth just kind of you know reading four of them kind of straight up. I I'd like to see where this goes. Definitely for sure. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, uh, moving away from Cutter and into a little more childish, friendly world. Well, a little bit. Um, into uh, Ryan's book this week. Ryan, tell us about your book this week. Sure. Uh, I brought a book that's sort of a hybrid webcomic slash graphic novel that we're reading the first part of. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Nimona. It's written by Noelle Stevenson. Um, it we started love. out. Yeah, she's a creator. She draw of, it too? She did. She wrote yes. and draw it. It's a very Lumberjanes-esque book. Uh, yeah, she wrote, she's the creator of Lumberjanes, among other things. But um, it started as a webcomic. Uh, it's available at gingerhaze.com forward slash Nimona, N-I-M-O-N-A. Uh, but after uh, after it completed, they collected it. And it's available. Uh, it's a HarperCollins book. Uh, I got it on Amazon. They've but, been putting out a lot of comics, actually. Yeah. All the big people, imprints. People is, like making money. Is HarperCollins... Somebody owns first second. First second is Scholastic, I believe. Is it Scholastic? Eh, no, I'm not. No, sure. it might be Harper Collins. That's Harper Collins. I think it's Harper Collins. But it's it's not a first second branded gotcha. book. It's just off. It's on like Harper Collins Teen. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, but so because it was a web comic, they left the first three chapters online uh, to sort of like get your hook, get the hooks into you to to make you want to read the book. So that's what we read. Um, it started apparently as like a class project where mm-hmm. she was taking a comics class when she was in art school. Um, and just sort of like introducing characters and, and having them interact. And then it's, it's interesting cause I feel like it deals with some of the tropes of like medieval comics and, and superhero sidekicks and yeah. stuff like that, but it likes to mess around with stuff. So I'm curious to hear what you guys thought about it. Uh, I don't know. Like I was expecting it to be silly. It was definitely silly. Oh. It was silly. And I, I enjoyed the, I enjoyed it. It made me chuckle. It was, it was very silly. And I think it's interesting how like. Uh, you don't learn it till a little bit, uh, a little bit of the way in. But how the bad guy is not really a bad guy. The like Nimoda, like his self-appointed psychic, is way more evil than he is. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of disturbing a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like this chick is hardcore. I'm trying. I'm, I'm rooting for the bad guy. I hate the good guy, and the sidekick is more disturbing than either of them. Yeah, and so I don't know what to make of this. It's really interesting. I do hate her hair. <laughs> Not not that it's like a bad haircut. I just don't like it. I don't know what it is. It bugs me. You don't me, like though. the little hat she's wearing with the, the little hair the, poking out? No, it's not a hat. No, it's the it's buzz shaped. cut with, oh, with bangs and yeah. sideburns. Oh, I thought I thought she had she was wearing like a little like chainmail like under. See, that's what I thing. thought too. And I'm like, no, no, she just shaved that part of her no, head. No, she shaved that part of her head. Which is a thing, you know, it's fine. I just hate it. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the other thing that bugs me about this book, the only other thing that bugs me about this book is the noodle arms. I, oh, I, I don't hate mind. the I noodle love, arms. I love her art. Her art is so cute to it's look at. It's adorable the, the Time and it, style kind of. Yeah, I loved. Arms. I loved seeing her. By the way, except speak, for the robot arm. Yeah, I love the but, robot but even, arm is sweet. Even that, like, I like seeing. No, I've never seen her draw a robot arm before. Like, I've seen her draw like very fairly fairly realistic looking like 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 stuff. I mean, as silly as it is for her style, but I've never really seen her draw some of the stuff. My favorite thing I think I've ever seen Noel Stevenson draws in this book, which is a shark. 
<laughs> when the shark is is like I'm tough, and then it's like <laughs> I love the shark. I love. Oh my god, those last few panels when she turns into the shark on the TV screen. It just I I. I can't it was so stop funny. laughing at it's it. It's so funny. And then she turns I'm into a the shark. dragon. And then she turns. I just like a little, little, little smiley shark. I like how the shark continues to have boobs. I just. <laughs> I don't understand I, that stylistic choice. I don't see that. No, it's in the it beginning. does. In the beginning? Yeah. No, in all of it. Where Anytime she's it? a shark. Okay. Well, I, don't, I don't see In all like all right. eight panels of sharkiness. All right. <laughs> I guess. I love how like the good guy is like a, uh, like I'm a better than you person, but he's actually kind of a jerk. No, he's 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 like your stereotypical. He's totally a jerk. Yeah, he's like your Gaston. Like they think he. And if you think yeah. about it, and Beauty and the Beast, the people of the town think Gaston's a good guy. Well, and, well, that's <laughs> true. That's Here's true. The thing, yeah, in that you have you have him, and then you're like, okay, well, I know he's the bad guy because like I've met the good guy. But in, in this, it's like a, you meet what's supposed to be the bad guy initially, right. and you're like, oh, this guy's bad. He won't, He's going to steal the king. He's going to hold him ransom and, and all that stuff. And then you're like, oh, here comes the good guy. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. The good guy's not a good guy? Or <laughs> maybe Isn't this the plot whole, to like Mastermind or whatever that movie was? No, it's the plot to Wreck-It Ralph. You know? oh, there you <laughs> go. Because I'm a bad guy doesn't mean, mean that I'm, I'm a, a bad, bad guy. guy. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I thought the whole little Noel story. Noelle Stevenson gets some of that Disney money. Yeah. No, all <laughs> that Disney she, money. She does the whole actually little work for Disney. story oh, where Perfect. it tells like how he got his like robot arm and all that yeah. stuff. I was like, that's so sad. Or he bad really, for him. Yeah, you feel bad lot. for him. And then he's like, well, there are rules to follow. We have to go by protocol. You, you can't just do this. Yeah. You can't just, just destroy kill people. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is which is what which is the subtle hint that he's not really a villain. I no. mean, I know there's a, they're pretty pretty much say, well, I'm just a villain because he's a villain I'd because the, he had no choice. That was I'm the a only villain because I become. fight who everyone thinks is the good guy. Yeah. but I don't want to hurt or kill anyone. Like I don't like doing that. And so. then she comes in and starts killing, killing everybody. She starts straight very, up killing people. She's very yeah. e- she's very eager. Not only that, <laughs> as a little girl, and it stabs the <laughs> dude in the back. <laughs> that part was great. Part he's just like, oh, I'm so scared. Yoink and stab. <laughs> well, but then the part after the castle explodes, the the good guy is, tells the bad guy, "Oh, you should go. My people are going to be here soon." Yeah. yeah. Rather than like, I, I have apprehended you. I love this this little three panels. He'll raise the alarm, boss. Whoop whoop! Attention, intruders. He raised the alarm, boss. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, well, that happened. That's cute. I told you it was gonna happen. Yeah, this comic is adorable. I I love her stuff so much, and it's like it's adorable, not in the sense of like it's adorable. Let's pawn it off as that. No, it's just it's good. It's, it's actually funny. a really well constructed story. It's a, yeah, it's re- and it's funny too, and it's unique and different in its own way. Like I've not seen something that like usually when you have a villain, they're pretty straightforward, but. I don't know. This just feels. It feels. Well, you don't a lot different. of times have science nights. Either. Yeah, that's true. Also, is also unique or as magic well. Magic science. Oh uh, yeah. Magic. What did you think, Chu? You didn't even said very much. I I liked it a lot. It reminded me at times of Game of Thrones, but less depressing. <laughs> like like if they decided to make parts of Game of Thrones like a buddy comedy. You know, like, but still set it in a medieval setting. Nice. That that would be what it would be like, I think. It has one of your favorite things in it, which is uh, incredibly specific onomatopoeia. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Tap. Stab. Stab. <laughs> I don't know why I love specific onomatopoeia, but I, I, I Blatant do. onomatopoeia? Yeah. Is that better? I don't know. Specific or... But either way, I, I we like it. got to come up with a term for that. Yeah, it's got to be uh, literal... I don't know. Literal? Literal, Literal works. We'll work on that later. But yeah. I love it. I, I really liked it. I liked the art. I liked the story. And I mm. liked the fact that, you know, the. 
you you have the you know the the spunky you know like quote sidekick uh-huh. little girl and usually she's supposed like i've started reading this and i was like okay so he's gonna be the bad guy and she's gonna like try to make him like kind of good or something like that mm-hmm. you know or but no it was like he was just like i, I have my way of doing things she's like you gotta be worse come on she reminded me kind of of louise from bob's burger <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's true i really liked it <laughs> totally louise true. is my favorite character from bob's burgers that makes she's sense. just like oh we should totally exploit this let's <laughs> let's make this real why not just destroy the whole city <laughs> there you go it's good times well uh, ryan so you said uh, this is available is it also available on print for folks child, to a child uh, killing a full-grown man in multiple panels so in a way this is metal yeah she turns true. into a wolf they have knights and in guts there. a man with his teeth and a shark and, <laughs> and then a shark. phone call uh, so it's available. Uh, it's available digitally wherever books are sold, like uh, Kindle and, <laughs> and like iBooks and stuff like that. But you can uh-huh. also get it um, in print. Comic shops, a lot of comic shops have it. You can get it at like your, you know, your Amazons, your Barnes and Nobles uh, mm-hmm. in print as well. Cool. Pretty um, well distributed. Well, finally, we have uh, Alan's book moving into a different world, <laughs> a world of work. Another realm. Uh, so, Alan, tell us about the book that you brought this time. Uh, so, I brought, uh, it's called World of Warcraft, uh, special number one. Vigi Games, huh? Vigi Games. So, here's the thing is that Warcraft has been around for uh, 20 years. Yeah, World of Warcraft been has been around for long. 10 of that. So, it's got a lot of lore, and I was trying to find a story that would introduce you to it. Um the writer was Mike Costa, uh, art by Pop Mon. I think is how you say that. M H A N. So that's a little mm. interesting. Right. Uh, colors by Johnny Bench, which I think deserves a huge recommendation oh, in yeah. this case. Oh yeah. Um, and honestly, here's the thing: is this book sets up other issues after it. Obviously, in this series, mm-hmm. if I were going to explain World of Warcraft to somebody, not the game. If we were, if I was going to explain the game, I'd say let's grab a beer and we'll sit down and walk you through this. If I was going to explain, <laughs> if I was going to explain the world of Warcraft to somebody up until at this point, Wrath of the Lich King, um, I would, I would do this. This is how I would do it. The writing, the prose, and the way they introduce each side and each character is a really, really good representation of the lore of the world of Warcraft. So uh, let's get started. Uh, what did, what did you guys think? Just off the top of your head, I have a question. Hmm. Is this like the first first world of warcraft based comic no okay so there were other ones and does this piggyback off of those or is this kind of a new genesis this is not a new genesis per se what this does is it sets you up in the world with a set of original characters so none of these characters are like the lore heavy ones? Okay. Uh, no, okay none of them with names there are definitely in the first seven to eight pages you see a lot of very prominent lore figures uh, Malfurion Stormrage, Valeria Windrunner, uh, King Varian Rin, his son Anduin, uh, and like Thralls in there. Um, so there are definitely people, they're not named. The ones that are named are just characters for the story. Um, so it's, it's like I said, an introduction to the world, uh-huh. but nothing that is like definitive. Mm-hmm. Not nothing like a uh, nothing from the very beginning. It picks you up, throws you in the middle. So, so the the parts at the beginning because I've never played WoW, right? Yeah, more Warcraft. Not. Well, I've tried. I've tried twice, and yeah. it was not my bag. And and so like I'm looking, I'm like, oh, these these characters look important. 
Yeah. And so they are. They're most of them are characters that that if you were a, a WoW person, you'd be like, oh yeah, that's so and so. Right. Yeah. It, it seems, but none of the ones that are yeah. named, so it's not like you yeah, need yeah, to but know the, them. The ones that they give a little name placard to and stuff, those are new characters for us Correct. to start following. Yeah. Okay. So it, it seems like it does a lot of fan service, though. I will say, meaning, I, mind you, I know nothing about the lore of Warcraft, and part, part partially. I think that's why I have avoided the games because I know right. nothing about them. And I've tried playing the game. I don't know. MMOs aren't really my thing. But I like the idea of, you know, a massive multiplayer game where people are this community. I think that's neat. Um, what I don't like is when it takes over people's lives. But that's neither here nor there. That's like saying I like beer, but I don't like alcoholics. That's probably true. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I think this is a lot of fan service. And I think this is good if you're like, well, I don't know anything about Warcraft. And I'd like to try to learn a little more, or like maybe dip my toe in the pond. Um, but that being said, it feels like, at least the comic to me, feels like it's a lot of like exposition scenes. Just like a bunch. Which which yeah. which for what it's trying to do right. is effective. Right. Um, but it... it gives me i feel like i know it's gonna sound weird but i feel like i have just like in the game i have too many options of things to do mm-hmm. like just too many things to be like okay well who do i follow what's going on here like i don't i don't really feel like i get a sense of um of where the story is going it just feels like a big introduction of all the different people we're supposed to follow and which I, is not terrible but just not you know didn't really grab me and i didn't much. i didn't expect it to go that way um i kind of expected it to to stick on maybe one or two characters like maybe more important and not original yeah. and, and follow them but that being said like like I mentioned earlier, if I were going to explain the lore of the World of Warcraft, this is a really good way to do it because it talks about... I mean, obviously, you see a bunch of different races. So you see some mm. elves and some tauren and some orcs and people. Well, I understand now finally the difference between the Alliance and the Horde now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> which but, I didn't before. Which is really interesting because they do it in the way that... I always thought the Horde were bad guys, but exactly. they're kind of not, actually. They're not at all. They're just like an alliance. It's like it's like, it's like like uh, in the, in Star Wars. Like They're the rebels. Much yeah, like basically. They're like a loose alliance they're of people the out- who... Cast, yeah. yeah. Much like in the real world, there's just another group of people that if you are in group B, you're told that group A is bad. And if you're in yeah. group A, they tell you that group well, B is almost bad. Feels like, been at war and, with and maybe Asian I'm wrong. I'm sure there's probably some people who listen to the show who are big WoW players, but not, mind you, I'm, I'm ignorant, so I will state ignorance. But it feels like, it feels like, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Alan, but is there like, like some like genocide like they're killing the undesirable races to like make it pretty and nice for the for the for the alliance people yeah absolutely. wow that's harsh alan man. are you wearing a horde shirt right now you are, he is. He, but he also has an alliance <laughs> shirt too i've seen i do have an alliance shirt i have both <laughs> um turncoat eh <laughs> yes i call it by hey, i did i dated a girl for a while who had a horde tattoo so she had awesome on my, her body forever i want to get <laughs> one later my brother used to wow a lot and uh, those are words that i heard <laughs> the horde and alliance. Horde and uh, alliance. I know that much. I know that much. I know that blood elves are a thing. Yeah, blood, blood elves, elves night elves uh, are also in there the too. People with the green eyes in this. The blonde ones. Is the pretty dark looking elves? ones. The the, the Romeo the, and Juliet. They're yeah, not that dark. was the thing that I was confused about. I, I, it's it could just be that I'm ignorant of of WoW. It is that I'm ignorant of WoW. That's no, the problem. I think. You're but I was just like, oh, I feel like that's important. They look different. They're not pink and they're right. not green. I think, but I didn't yeah. like get like a sense like, oh, these are the these people and these are the these people. I just was like, oh, his name is blah, right, and her name is. Blah. And I'm sure they get into that, but I mean, they do a pretty good job of showing you like these are the humans, and then yeah, yeah, here these are, are the, the people night who are drunk and hitting each other. Exactly. And, you know, these are the people who are you know giant. Giant, you know, bull people who are making, you know, armor for themselves. Who are they go kill people? And they're very like, well, I'm gonna, you know, he obviously they set him up as kind of honorable. He's gonna go out and he's like, I'm gonna, you know, fight some stuff with my old armor, and I'm apparently way too old to do this. So, I mean, I Ian, you made a very good point, and that is, you know, it it 
fleshes out how not black and white everything is and how on both sides there are people who are doing the right thing like that female orc mm-hmm. who like brought the rain mm-hmm. right so and that's orc just, storm yeah orc storm which is basically true <laughs> oh man uh, that's such a great that's such a great metal a song stork. name orc storm <laughs> orc oh, storm man. and and it, I mean, I, I invite you guys not to like read too far into it and, and start trying to name people. Just kind of take this particular book as it is and, and take a look at, uh, you know, what it brought to the table, which is kind of a new universe and introducing some of I the main like, elements. I feel like the one takeaway I can take away from this is that I understand Warcraft a little bit better than I did going into it, which I, I didn't. I was worried that I was going to read this and be like, well, I'm not going to have no idea what's going on. And in fact, now I feel like I get a better base understanding a little bit more than oh it's that video game where there's two guys and you fight and you there's right. different races and people spend their whole lives doing it for reasons <laughs> unknown yeah because there's no end that's why uh yeah. brian what are you gonna say so, i i feel okay. like what this did for me is it, there was two things kind of at, at work here you had you had all the um caption boxes all the narrative mm-hmm. coming from um Wizard Galactus here. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. yeah. He's, he's but instead of just being like, I'm gonna eat this planet, he's like, I'm gonna see if it's a good planet or a bad planet, and if it's bad, then I'll eat it. Um, <laughs> oh, in any case, I liked Wizard Galactus. 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 I liked. I can't talk right now. <laughs> Wizard Galactus. Um, and I liked all his narrative. Actually, I felt like all that written together just, you know. It, it it flowed very smoothly. It was yeah. it was very nice to read. It was complete. It felt like it had substance. The dialogue that happens with the characters in the panels themselves, um, those it felt kind of like that was done a little bit more manga style, where you're just jumping right into the heart of those characters' stories. And in some cases, it's a little bit like the little the 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 guy with the horns, where it's like, oh, well, you're too old, you shouldn't be doing this. It's like, right. okay, you get that. But then there are other ones, like the guy who's apparently wants like revenge, and he's like, yeah, know, apparently he's like a like member little, of the church or something like that. Yeah, yeah, like there was some that was just kind of a little bit more like I, I didn't really connect with it. But there were a few little things here. I agree with what Eden was saying about there's just a lot of choices. Rather than planting two seeds, three seeds, they plant eight. You Which know? I thought I thought was a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. The ones that kind of stood out to me as interesting, like ones that I would like to find out more about, would be obviously the overall narrative of... Uh, the giant space wizard. Um, you also have the storm orc. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to find out what's going on with that. And then also, where is it? The um, the two the 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 nurse or the, the caregiver elf lady, the purple elf, where she's like takes care That's of like, the night yeah. elves. The night elves, where she's like, oh, you're such a good baby. And I don't then, know why I, I know that, but I know now. random little <laughs> spurs of knowledge. Her and then the two where there's like, oh, dude, you miss me. Of course you miss me. More than the light. Of course more than the light. And then she like looks up over her shoulder. Which is the their light. life By energy, the way, by do the you know way. what those yeah. elves so, are called, Chewy? Uh, romance elves? No, those are, the, elves. those are the blood elves. Those are blood elves? No. Oh, they're cool. They're really pretty like vampires. Like they're addicted to arcane magic. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like they're crap. <laughs> it is basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually not wrong. But yeah, I like Storm Orc, the blood elves. The really not the undead uh, sorcerer that like called forth a demon. I'm getting there. Uh, I the thought that would be your first one. And then because he's the last one to make his appearance, the wizard, the the, the dark demon guy. Yeah. Yeah, like those ones, I'm like, I, I can't find out more about those. So I, I'd be interested to see. Have you read more of this series? I mean, I could 
I know more about World of Warcraft lore than I know about well, U.S. Nah, history. So I'm, I'm I talking about have you read more of these comics? <laughs> oh, this particular comic awesome now. or sad? <laughs> yeah, I, it's more sad. Because what I'm interested maybe in, I have Abraham, not read more. Maybe if Abraham Lincoln was like an orc, you <laughs> um, like I wonder if they keep up and touch on all these stories in each in each issue, yeah. or if it's like one issue dedicated to each thing, and like because there's I think, a lot of seeds planted. In I think one. what they're going to do is kind of. Uh, do the the parallel storylines as they go and then bring them together probably mm-hmm. intersect them at times yeah. but i honestly from this one because um i just kind of picked one that did an overall look at the universe at least um i think from this i am going to read a couple more i'll let you guys know mm-hmm. how that goes um real quick because i know ryan you probably hated the yeah. art but i want to know what everybody else thought about it um it's very much what i figured it would be i don't mean to do that in a mean way but it's like yeah it, it's the type of art i would expect from a world of warcraft comic um, very, I, like, I agree with you with the coloring though the color like that like that, yeah. that guy deserves it the a colors metal. are great yeah yeah that I guy mean, deserves the, metal the art is very like somebody mentioned fan service the art is very fan service yes oh, it yeah. is yeah okay. like it's it's just sort of like it looks like how you would expect. sort of glued together on a page yes it I looks agree. like how you would expect like all the guys are beefy and all the girls are like super fit yeah, yeah. That's so, it. But some the, of these were done, I think, really well, and some of them were just like, yeah, yeah. not not my bag of tea, right? Yeah, bag of tea, what? bag of tea, <laughs> cup of tea. I can't <laughs> talk right now. I can't. Not, talk. My, not my bag of cups <laughs> <laughs> or uh, cup of bags. Your choice. It's a cup full of bags. Anyway, I, f- I figured if I brought this in, it's you guys didn't absolutely hate it. Then I, I call that a win. No, I you know I take I did you know I will say I did like I said learn more about Warcraft than I thought I would. So cool. um, where can folks get this though, Alan? Uh, you know this particular one's from 2010, so I don't think you can find it many places no. online. I know you can get it. It's it's available digitally, right? Yeah, Comicsology I know has oh, it. Wildstorm put this out. So DC, yep, Wildstorm. Um, so yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, neat. So there's got to be a guitar every time you see one. Well, that is going to wrap us up for here's my issue. Uh, now we move into first prints. Uh, so with first prints, this time we decided to read uh, kind of a super. Well, I guess I would say it's a superhero book. I would say this is where my taste and Chewie's tastes kind of meet in the middle. Um, we decided to read the first uh, first four issues of Mike Mignola's Hellboy, uh, entitled Seed of Destruction. Um, so uh, this. So this is it's very. This book is 21 years old. It's 21 Shut years up, old. This came really? out in 1994. Oh, wow. Man, wow. It I looks was, good for I was 94. Six when this came out, Ryan. Six years old. I was I was 11. Oh, man. Um, no, it does look good. I like, I, I, let's, let's talk, well, I'm going to say this. It's the movie, which Ryan and I recently watched a few months ago on Super Action Bros, our other podcast. The movie's it's, called Hellboy. It's very loosely based on this. This loosely feels based. very loosely, loosely based. They're, I mean, like, they, it feels like the beginning and the end were from that from the movie, but everything else they just kind of added. Except his in. dad dies right away in the comic. Yeah, that too. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. The beginning, meaning how the Hellboy comes around, mm-hmm. and then the end is how how the comic ends. Yeah, is very much from the movie. But other than that, everything else is kind of like. Uh, you, I, I mean, you can't say this. You can't say this move. This book doesn't move quickly because it moves oh, quickly. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Um, I don't know. What did you guys think about it? I'm done. I'm, I'm, I've done my yapping. I mean, for some reason, like I was saying earlier, I've read all this before and I don't remember where because I don't <laughs> own it. Uh, it must have been online somewhere. But um, that being said, I, it was still just as good the second time around. Oh, it's great. The thing, the two things that I love most about this are number one, the art because I think the art is oh, gosh, super, yeah. super good. Oh man, it, uh, it's great. The my things it does great. with negative space is mm-hmm. I don't understand how uh, how it works. But uh, the other thing is. I love 
like I, I love the ancient history look at it, but not like known ancient history, like as if there were civilizations before civilization before civilization type deal. Like the thing in the Arctic where they have mm-hmm. that giant temple and it's all very like Mayan esque, like dif- disfigured Mayan type yeah, yeah. elder god. Uh, oh, very um, uh, yeah, very Lovecraftian. Lovecraftian. Yeah. yeah, I love that. That's what I love because all of this stuff. Uh, in this book, especially when you get into the the later issues, and they start doing like when Rasputin's doing his monologue, instead of just showing him talking, they kind of pan over to some of that artwork type deal. It just makes it creepy and like mysteriously creepy, like magically creepy. Not just uh, there's blood dripping out of the walls everywhere, but like yeah. there could be walls mm-hmm. <laughs> of blood. I, my yeah. only, there could be walls. My only critique of the book is I think sometimes the inner monologue is, t- takes over a little too much, and I think it's kind of hard to follow on whose inner monologue we're looking at sometimes. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I think I think I know it's going to sound like really I, really weird, but I think that not all the time. There are sometimes where show don't tell could yeah. do a lot. Like we don't have to explain oh i jumped out of the way because for the frog look my arts like you can show that without having hellboy have to and i get they're trying to have hellboy you know talk and have him say you know have him kind of like use his you know be clever and use his you know his his humor but like Mm. sometimes it just i don't know if that's the case i feel like i feel like he was trying to go the more noir route like it was was very sin city yes sin city did the same thing i guess i had the ending about that you're right you know this was very much sin city very much Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, Dark Knight I, I could see it. I could see it from that point. Type Indiana of feel Jones. to it, uh, and yeah, Indiana Jones. Um, <laughs> but there were times where yeah, that that inner monologue was a little. I, I agree with the end with that. Um, the monologuing that Rasputin does later on, where he's, while creepy, was also like okay. He really yes. just unfurls his whole plan. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Do something. You're Rasputin wearing a pentagram and a swastika. Do something. Uh, when Use your gonna, magic. When are we going to get to the fireworks factory? Um, no, I mean, there, there were some really, you know, it's just, it's so beautiful to look at. It really is. And the overall story, you know, I, I think is awesome, but it, there there are some big gaps that just kind of things just kind of happen out yeah. of nowhere, and I felt like it didn't really build up to it, so it didn't really feel that dangerous. Like the whole time, his big like uh, like Hellboy's like big thing that he's grappling with, like for the majority of this little run here, mm-hmm. are those frog monsters. Yeah, yeah, and it didn't. It kind of felt like they were more like just goons. Mm-hmm. Even though you spend three issues fighting them, yeah, I think that's you what know. he wanted to get away from. Though I feel like by bringing him in that much and having him fight with them that much, I, I feel like they wanted, like he, they wanted you to know these things are not that easy to beat. They're not putties. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I understand that. But to, to me, seeing them that much and that often just felt like it was like, oh, this is the first wave. Here's a point. This was written. What did you say? Twenty one years ago. Yeah, in nineteen ninety four. Think about the comic landscape in 1994. Yeah. This is a breath of fresh oh, yeah. air comparatively. <laughs> he only exactly. has one pouch. Like, I you think guys. the reason that we're, I think I think the reason we're <laughs> picking a little bit hard cow. on it, at least at least now that I think about it, is maybe because I think like, we're talking about the I talked about the internal monologue. 
this seems to be overcompensating for those books that are just like dudes with giant muscles shooting gu- shooting guns at people, but it doesn't have any sort of feeling or thought. They're just like, killing is the right thing. I'm killinator, and my job is to shoot with guns and have flame swords and stuff. This <laughs> killinator. Yeah. This this That's feels like this feels like a. I mean, in compar- I comparatively art wise, I mean, this probably didn't look like anything at the time. It still doesn't look like anything now. I mean, I mean but, the but there's a li- it- we've seen a lot. Of, well, we've seen a lot of books that you can tell have influence. You from know. This. Yeah, you know but that's what? the this thing. Looks like you know what this looks like. Uh, it looks like Mike Mignola art. That's that's, that's, that's what the yeah. only yeah. thing you can compare. That's Mignola. what no, I was it's true. Say. But I'm just saying it doesn't. It, it's but you. So we see books that can not not borrow necessarily artistically, oh, yeah. but color wise and and maybe not character design, yeah. but like the sim- more simple art. You can look at a modern this com- book this compared say, to Liefeld yeah. back then. Oh, like yeah. just like put those side by side for a moment. Think in your head. Like this is awesome in comparison yeah. so I don't, i'm not surprised yeah. that there's has a huge falling but when you look at it now it's like well maybe maybe yeah there's some flaws some things you know it's not as not as this or not as that because we're used to reading you know a, d- a different style of comic i think now something that like you know what image comics is now versus what image comics was then i guess and i i totally agree with you ian and i would just like to like like to add in um i mean this yeah, the only reason you know what this is is because Mike Mignola has been around for so long, and this is oh, yeah. so like you know that now. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, it you totally have to consider how long ago this was made. Uh, and I had another point to make, and I totally forgot what it was. But it still holds up. <laughs> it still holds up. Though. It holds up so so well. Um, well I'm going to think about this. Go yeah, ahead, somebody well, else. <laughs> what 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 I think is with Hellboy. I feel like I don't after these four issues. I like I. I don't know who Hellboy is. Yeah, I, think I know that's what he can the do. Main, I think of. that's the main problem is, and I think that's where the movie does it well mm-hmm. is that we get a good sense of who he no. is and his character. We don't really get a lot of that here. We get the oh, he has to fight evil things because Why that's what he, he does. Has to do, yeah, but and I'm not saying because I mean there's this isn't the only Hellboy. Oh, no, <laughs> there's yeah. plenty more. Right. So this I'm sure from. that you know eventually develops, but. <laughs> well, by by the time the movie comes around, if you think about yeah. it, like they got probably pl- a well of oh, source yeah. so, material. So drawn. you know, yeah. you know what his tone is and what well, the his last motivation. Pa- yeah, in the last so. panel, there's a character in the last panel of these four issues. I'm like, oh, I remember that guy from the movie. Yeah, this yeah. book, <laughs> this book, you need. What I was gonna say is, this book, you need a lot of suspension of disbelief. Yes, like in this universe. I mean, it's already really crazy. But mm-hmm. like, for example, the whole Rasputin. I'm using my energy and putting it into his, this statue, and then using that energy to summon things. And it's like. In today's comics, people would be like, but how? And then, like, <laughs> but in 1994, nobody cares me, how. Tell me with <laughs> science. Yeah. No, tell it's me, magic. Make magic. Sci- make magic science. But yeah. science. Uh, the other thing, <laughs> and that being said, that I had to really, it took me so far out of the story that I had to, like, stop and blink for a second was when they're waking up the elder gods and then it like does this weird cut to the fish people space station. Yeah. And they're yeah. like apparently watching these things. I'm like, Wait, did we just get sci-fi on top of my mysticism? Yeah, who are what those just, dudes? What just happened? Where did they come from? One page, you guys. One page, and then they're gone. Yeah, that's that, it. That's <laughs> that was the, out of four issues. Yeah. Oh yeah. What I what I do like too. I didn't realize this. So just now looking at it, though, there's some Kirby crackle in this. Oh, there's so much Kirby crackle. Oh, oh man. yeah. I wouldn't. Even, I wasn't even noticing it until now. Yeah, there's oh, my a gosh, lot of there's so a lot much. of Kirby influence. All in the good Kirby job, Mike. Good that. job. Um, no, it's. I can definitely see why it was popular. I can definitely see why it stood out at the time period, and I can. And, and based on based on what this is, I can definitely see why it continued on and on and on and on, and spawned a bunch of stuff. If I remember. Oh yeah. Right. No, yeah. There's there's. I mean, there's like three or four different. There's BPRD. Yeah, there's Ape Sapiens got his own book. Sapiens got his own. Yeah. Yeah. They've had a, a ton of. Of course, Lobster Johnson. Lobster Johnson. Yep. Screwhead. Which. I, yeah. <laughs> 
the, the I mean, Lobster Johnson is like a mythical character to Hellboy, <laughs> and they have he has his own comic book series now, and it's just crazy. Well, that's like, did we read? Did we read Science Dog yet? Yeah, uh, we did. yes, we did. We did. Okay, because Science, Science Dog, Dog was the comic book in Invincible, and mm-hmm. I remember when, it, when I brought that one. So mm-hmm. it's like the same thing. Yeah, same sort of. But idea. obviously, this did it first. Yes, it did. Um, yeah, I don't no, know I, what else to say. I mean, like I dug it. Is you just have that whole like where we're talking about with World of Warcraft. Mm. You know, you have the um, like all this lore that is introduced to you in this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that doesn't exist anywhere else besides this initially yeah where with world of warcraft you've played the games you mm-hmm. kind of know some of these characters and they kind of start you off new here they do that but once rasputin starts kind of telling you about these elder gods he, again he doesn't name one or two he names seven yeah you know and he, they all have crazy names and nicknames that aren't really introduced to you because mm-hmm. if you think about it, it makes sense rasputin doesn't need to introduce them he already knows about them and he's kind of just summoning them he's yeah. not going to be like the one who was you know he just does it i'm really um, yeah today th- these days they each one would probably have its own part its own niche too yeah yeah but i, I the I, otaku I god <laughs> the I mean, batman god but. oh man but yeah, yeah. I, know I signed up for that religion like you guys said i Here see how it's stuck around for so long and you know it's Definitely something I want to look more into. Oh, now. for sure. I'd like to read more. It of still this. looks so good. It does. I feel Mark like I took, art, I took colors yeah. and Mike Neal's art. Man. I feel like I took a jump into the deep end of a pool, and I'm glad I did. Yeah. I'm glad I just just took it all in. And, Tur- and turns out the water wasn't as cold as you thought it was. No, it was actually pretty good. I'd like. I'd, I'd like. And then to. maybe a pretty lady jumps in with you. <laughs> just or saying. Hellboy. Yeah, a pretty, Hellboy a pretty jumped in a pool after red, me. Right, right fist. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, a pretty lady like who's like, "Hey, you reading Hellboy? Yeah, <laughs> you like Hellboy, yeah, girl? I'm reading this comic. She probably book has. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. She probably has bright best. red hair and big thick glasses. <laughs> Is it Velma? Yeah. <laughs> bright red, not brunette. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was so, making well, a gamer girl joke. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> well, you guys can uh, hashtag GamerGate. You guys can find Hellboy anywhere. In fact, now you can even find it on Comixology. Uh, so, because oh, yeah, Dark Horse is now Dark part Horse. of uh, Comixology, so you which can check know. that out, which is great. Now all your comic books, it's like one-stop shop you can go to. Great. Now. now we go back to reading Scott Pilgrim. Let's do it, guys. <laughs> I like where Hellboy punches Rasputin and he turns into like a skeleton. Yeah, he punches breaking. him so hard he just deteriorates as yeah. he punches him. Punches guy so hard he saw the curvature of the earth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I like that, but I don't know if I did because I like Rasputin. So I'm conflicted <laughs> now. <laughs> I don't know who to root. You don't for. like Nazis, but you, you like can watch Rasputin. Rasputin. You read it backwards, Rasputin. and then it's like, and then it's, it's like Hellboy's losing. <laughs> like Hellboy creates Rasputin. It's like when I was a kid, and I couldn't stop crying at the end of ET. So my parents couldn't figure out how, how to stop it. So they put the VHS in and rewound it and showed et coming off the ship and then we're like look he's staying on earth with elliot stop go to sleep <laughs> did that really happen yes that's, oh, that's so good that's <laughs> smart i guess so quickly walking down the stairs backwards walking down the ramp that sounds like that sounds like a david idea <laughs> look this will work <laughs> that's that's my dad then skip the chapter real quick so the credits start rolling yeah no 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 this is <laughs> not vhs not, bro not, they don't have chapter. chapters on no oh. they put a vhs in and hit run. No, yeah i was I was 14 years old when this happened. Now. Yeah, sorry. In my brain, in my brain, I was trying to figure out how you would do that these days, and I missed that. In a fight? I missed that e. run or the ladder. Sorry, who no. went in a fight? Et or Hellboy? <laughs> Et's got that super electrical finger thing. Yeah, Hellboy just true. hit him with his rock fist. 
<laughs> just smash it just an E.T. pancake. I'll be E.T. would just right. have to give him some Reese's Pieces and they chill. I'll be right here. Ew, don't touch me. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah, gross. Mm, just imagine the voice of America's caveman. Oh man! I, by the way, could yeah. anyone else unhear no. Ron Perlman's no. voice in there? No, head not head. at all. It was Ron Perlman <laughs> all the way. It's great. Yeah, so I would highly recommend you guys check it out. It's four issues, and there's some. There's quite a bit of dialogue in the in the front end, but it reads pretty quickly, and it reads really well. There's a lot of action, a lot of a lot of cool stuff to look at, and some neat art too. Oh, um, yeah, neato. So, um, moving away from uh, First Prince and into the four color character compendium, Ryan. Do you have the tome of ca- of comics with you right yeah, now? Yeah, let me open up the Wikipedia app. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Ryan, as our resident historian, who are we talking about tonight? Are we talking about a, a villain, a hero? Who are we talking about? We're talking about a creator uh, this, this time. Uh, this is uh, a dude, uh, Ian Chu. I believe you guys had a chance to listen we, to him talk and, we, and stalk multiple him a times, little bit. Multiple times. Uh, over the weekend at the comics convention. San Diego um, comics convention. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to talk about... Uh, 2015. Yes. We're going to talk about comics, comics legend, comics legend, Mark Wade. Yes. We and, have read some Mark Wade on com- the show. I would say comics revolutionary, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Revolution, revolutionizing outside the box. Yes, agreed. Um, so Paradigm. Let's, so tell Synergy. us a little about Mark Wade. What are some, what are some things that Mark Wade has done um, that people might know? Yeah. It's more like, what are some things that Mark, Mark Wade, Wade hasn't done? done? Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so, let's, so Mark Wade was born in 1962. Um, uh-huh. He's from Alabama. Oh, uh, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, that that, that, that voice makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Did he come over um, with a banjo on his knee? Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> uh, he said that uh, he took me a minute. Is apparently that. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Good joke, Grandpa. Yeah, he headed. He headed to Louisiana. His true love for to see. Uh, <laughs> I don't know the rest of the words. Oh, he do. does. <laughs> I grew up he in just Texas. Uh, was was her name Susanna? That's the that's the name in the song. That's the song. And was she name. crying for him? Good Lord, we're talking about Mark Wade. We're talking about Mark Wade. <laughs> yes, so am I. Wasn't so, that Mark Wade? Wasn't that Evita? <laughs> All right, continue. continue. Mark Wade's written uh, and worked for pretty much every major comic book publisher. That is true. He's uh, a lot of he he um, he got his start uh, working for Fantagraphics as an editor and writer for Fantagraphics in the mm-hmm. mid '80s, mm-hmm. uh, and then eventually he was drafted to uh, as an editor in DC in 1987, where he worked on things like Secret Origins, Legion of Superheroes, Doom Patrol, Action Comics, Infinity Incorporated, uh, and various one shots, including Batman Gotham by Gaslight, which oh. he edited, which was drawn by uh, our guy that we just finished talking about um mark mike mike mr mark mark mike mignola Um, mark mignola and mike wade but so so (laughs) but in doing that wade was the co-creator with uh with ryan with artist or with writer brian augustine he created dc's elseworlds oh really yeah wow that's big and so and so that happened in the 80s um, hey Ryan, real quick. Yeah, yeah. Would you mind very briefly describing Elseworlds in case some sure. of our listeners? Aren't? Yeah, what no, is Elseworlds? So, why, like, anytime why, yeah. you any any DC book where where DC is like, well, we're just gonna give a couple of people, creative people, you know, they can just do whatever they want with Superman or do whatever they want with Batman or something like that. That's typically an Elseworlds book. It doesn't affect main continuity and it's not bound by main continuity. So an example of that on this show, we did Superman Red Sun. Exactly. You know, where Superman was from Russia. He, he yeah, crash landed he crashed in Russia. Russia and was a communist yeah. Superman. Exactly. That, that's a very good example of Elseworlds. Oh my God. I have Mark Wade to thank me to thank for getting into co- me getting into comics. Oh my gosh, I didn't even realize yeah. this. Yeah. How so? 
He was the original writer on a comic that I wrote as, read as a kid, mm-hmm. Impulse, the oh. uh, Kid Flash one. Yes. I had no idea. Oh man! Yeah, oh he, my God! He Mark created Wade. Impulse. Whoa. Mark Wade, bless you. <laughs> I didn't even know. I, I like. I, I, that's what when I really started reading comics. Like I actually had a DC subscription for Impulse. It was probably well after his run on it, but without him creating it, I probably wouldn't have read it at all. I didn't even know that. That's crazy. So in the mid early and mid nineties, he did a ton of DC stuff. For instance, Flash, Metamorpho, Impulse, uh, and then he uh, he jumped ship mid nineties, and he was one of the writers of Age of Apocalypse. Wow. He co-created really? wow. Onslaught. What? Nice. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, <laughs> Onslaught is that character they, that's that's Xavier and Magneto combined. They can't all be winners. Into a giant monster. Well, you know. Um, he also eventually um, wrote Captain America, Heroes Reborn, which, you know, not everything's perfect. Uh, he, uh, in <laughs> if every pork chop were perfect, we wouldn't have hot dogs. In, oh, my uh, gosh. He even wrote some amalgam comics. Yeah. In 1996, he did Kingdom Come with Alex which, Ross. Which we have read. Which we read. Which, which is probably yeah. the awesome. first Mark Wade work that I was aware of, to be honest with you. Uh, he also ended up collaborating pretty significantly with Grant Morrison, mm-hmm. and they're the ones who created the concept of hypertime. Uh, what? What is hyper? Which was which was sort of DC's going multiverse theory for a while uh, uh, before New Fifty Two, which is basically like all of these timelines exist simultaneously. Sometimes they cross over, but even yeah. if you know your favorite Green Lantern, uh, Hal Jordan is is gone and dead in this timeline. There's some other timeline out there in hypertime where he's still alive, and so we can still you know exploit that IP and make money off of it. <laughs> God, he worked on Daredevil for so long. Yeah, he did long. a lot of Daredevil. He did uh, some Deadpool oh as well, right? Yep. Yes, he did. Daredevil, yep. Deadpool. Oh my gosh, it's it's like this he guy's wrote done some incredible tons tons comics. The Incredibles. Yeah, Incredibles. Wait, did we read Wade? Fantastic Deadpool? Four. Uh, I don't believe we have no. yet. No, I don't think so. Okay. Okay. Wild. So I'm looking read, at his, uh, Daniel Way and I'm looking uh, at his, Jerry okay. Dugan. Okay. I'm looking at his, uh, his 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 bibliography here. It's impressive. He even wrote for City of Heroes, for God's sake. This guy wrote everything. He yeah. was unafraid. Oh, my gosh. From 2007 to 2010, he was the editor-in-chief of Boom Comics. Yes. What? Uh, yeah, so that's pre-Adventure Time Boom. Oh, okay. Uh, but, but for instance, uh, I have his first several issues of the Boom Incredibles book. Nice. Uh, but that was basically, that period of time was when Boom went from just being licensed comics yeah. uh-huh. to like licensed comics and more interesting cool like stuff. He just stuff. recently released a new book that Chewie got signed Boom, yeah. called Strange Fruit, right? It's called yeah. Strange Fruit. That's right. And it's about uh, Alabama during a certain period. <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah. let you look that up yourself. Well, I don't know if it's exclusively Alabama, but there is some Alabama. Also, they're going to be there. doing a Power Rangers comic later. That's true. Yeah. He's also he's also done creator-owned stuff, a series called Irredeemable, mm-hmm. and it's oh, yeah. been off Incorruptible. Uh, and then he was doing pretty good with that, and he's like, oh, you know, these these internet comics are pretty yep. good. So he launched a site called Thrillbent, yes. uh, where he publishes essentially comic books as web comics. Yep. yep. For uh, free. For now, free. It, well, now it requires a subscription, yeah, which is four bucks a month. Yeah. And oh no! I think what a they still breaker. have some free stuff on there. They do. Yeah, but, but when they started, if you want to keep up with all the new, we were new at, stuff. I, I remember know. years ago we went to a panel. I don't know if it was Com- Was it, it was WonderCon? WonderCon. It was because it was the head of mm-hmm. Comicsology at the time. Yeah. And, and him and and Mark Wade. Yeah. And he talked about Thrillbent and how they were getting uh, off the ground and everything up front was going to be 100% free. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to keep it that way for a little while and then eventually did that. And when we saw him more recently, he kind of was explaining uh, stuff about art and how to get your art out there and all that. And mm-hmm. 
a part of it was, you know, sometimes you got to kind of give it away for free for a little while to build the following. And then you say, okay, cool. Right. If you'd like to continue this, there you go. Exactly. And Throw Bent was doing some interesting stuff too is with, um, I don't know. I wouldn't call it motion comics, mm-hmm. but um, it just yeah, using the, it was using just a, it was using digital medium. Yeah, it was yeah. It, using the digital medium in a way that hadn't been done before. Exactly. Um, it's also worth mentioning uh, his influence on Superman. Yes. Uh, his Superman, did he write Birthright? He wrote Birthright. Oh man! Oh, so wow. the like two thousand Superman, the Man of Steel, Superman. That's him. Mm-hmm. He wrote nice. that. Yep. Wow. So everything. <laughs> I mean, you, he's got a. There's a separate Wikipedia article that's just just his bibliography. Mark bibliography. I'm looking at it right now. You just read through, and it's like name a comics book character. You know, and he's drawn Spider-Man, it. Written, I mean. Captain America, yep. anybody. He even, even did recently. He just took another classic comic book yep. character over, and that character is Archie. Uh, yep. He's right. No, Alan, you need to read this book. No, I will. Yeah, Do you know yeah, who draws it's it? Really good. Uh, it's Mark Wade and Fiona Staples. Fiona Staples. Yeah, so right. he's he's doing. The My new God, Archie. how do you not? How, I mean, like, I'm not a big Archie guy, but I kind of want to read. Yeah, Archie. I'm gonna read it. <laughs> I read it a lot. Is it good? Yeah, it's great. Is it good? It's really fun. All right, I really want to read that and check that and out. No zombies. No, I didn't realize how much I had to thank <laughs> Mark Wade for. Like, and I mean, just for comics in general, like he. Let me My put, God, what hasn't he done? Let me put it this way. When I, when I, I saw him at the Boom booth, and I was just like, oh, boom Mark booth. Wade, I'm going to pick something up. And I saw like the books the, that they had there from him, and he was there with his new book, um, Strange Fruit. And I just kind of flipped through it real quick, and I was like, okay, cool. Like I want something you know different, you know. and I'm not going to – so I, I got it, and I got him to sign it. I'm like, hey, I just want to say thanks. Um or he's like, oh, hey, nice to meet you. Thanks for picking up my book. And I was like, oh, yeah, no problem. I was like, uh, I want to just say thank you for everything, I guess. <laughs> for all the things. And he, no, just, yeah. he just laughed. He kind of laughed. He's like, yeah. He's like, no problem, man. <laughs> you know, and he's, he's really nice and humble about it. He's not like, he's not like Mr. Like, well, I'm the best. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't have that air about him. He just has, a, still has an air of curiosity and a, a, yeah, ever a, He's sort ever of a like student. the, the anti-Grant Morrison. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and jump ahead in time a little bit. <laughs> no. Not in the sense. Not in the sense. You mean the anti Alan Moore? Let's let's uh, be fair. Sure, there you go. <laughs> that, that makes Grant more sense. Morrison Grant was really anti- nice. Grant Morrison is the anti Alan Moore. <laughs> I think Mark Wade is. Maybe we just have a holy trinity. No, of the I'm three. Not, we Mark met Wade Grant seems Morrison. Like the guy who's very like, nice. who somebody's yeah. like, hey, Mark Wade, would you like to write this book? He's like, yeah, all right. I got an idea. Mark Wade. Ma- Mar- Mark Wade. And somebody then he turns it in. You know, if I remember, on time no, if I good. remember correctly, in one of the panels I saw Mark Wade on, not this year, but a couple years back, he's like, you know, I do Daredevil to pay the bills. I need yeah. something to pay the bills, so Daredevil's that. Yeah, <laughs> and I, then that gives me time to like he is. He's very, you know what it is. He's very business minded about it. Yeah, which is, but but while still being creative, like he's very much like, you know, I like Daredevil. I like writing Daredevil. You know I like doing is. that stuff, but I do it to pay the bills so I can work on the stuff that I really really want to work on. <laughs> yeah, he's he's keep the lights on. He's business <laughs> school Grant Morrison. Yeah, that's what it is. There you go. <laughs> Instead of traveling the world and bumming around India for a while, he's, he's just like, I'm like, gonna stay here and write comics. I'm gonna go to school. I like superheroes. <laughs> I have um, work to do. He's so, he's, he's somebody who treats comics as work. <clears throat> I'm gonna, I'm yes, gonna but in a not, bad way, but not in a no. bad way, as uh, in a way of like this is a serious responsibility. Yeah. yeah, and when I'm doing this, you know, other people depend on this. Exactly. This isn't something that I, you know, I'm just like, uh, whenever I get to it, he's like, if I'm gonna commit to this, if I'm gonna step up to it, it's gonna be something that yes. I believe in. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna spoil a little story that we what happened at Comic Con this year. But since we're talking about Mark Wade, this is story yeah. involves Mark Wade. Yes. It's so the very last awesome. panel we went to on the very last day, which was well as of this recording yesterday, 
was a panel entitled Chip Zdarsky, A Life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who don't know who Chip Zdarsky is, we read one of his, uh, we read actually two things that he's, one thing he's drawn and one thing he's written. Uh, we read we read uh, Sex Criminals way back when, uh, something he's drawn and more recently something he's written, Howard the Duck. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a funny dude. Oh, he's really funny. Like some of the stuff, yeah. I'll have to tell you, I can't repeat some of the stuff he said on mic because uh, yeah. it was a family show. Um, but uh, at one point they took questions from the audience. And Chewie and I are sitting there watching. We're so, listening to people's <laughs> questions. And Chewie looks over his shoulder and looks back at the line, taps me on the shoulder and goes, hey, is that Mark Wade in line to ask a question? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say that. I said, Mark Wade's in line to ask a question. I'm like, the hell? And I like, look over and sure enough, Mark line. Wade right there. Like, let's just be honest. Like, just like I one of the regular shows on the street. Like, oh, God, I can't look back. It's Mark Wade. <laughs> Um, and, uh, which is a bummer because Comic-Con, those type of celebrities don't really get the deserve the, 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 the air of, of respect That's they should. But anyway, sucks, yeah. that, that, neither here nor there, but, um, he walks up and he goes, cause, cause by the way, Chip Zdarsky is, is writing, I think, and is he writing and drawing or is writing the Jughead writing. book? Just writing. He's writing Jughead. Yeah. Yeah. So he talked, he mentioned something about Mark Wade and made a joke and then Mark comes up and he goes, hi Chip. He, and, and he's like. Yeah, yes, yes, Mr. Wade, you have a question? He goes, it is Chip, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And he goes, like, who's your favorite member of the Justice Society of America? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but even Chip Zdarsky's like, like, I probably wouldn't be into comics or be interested in writing or writing or drawing comics if it wasn't for Mark Wade. What Mark Wade has done for comics is amazing. And he got a huge applause. And I, we, we actually ran into Mark right after the panel, went up to him. We're like, hey, can we get a picture? He's like, I have a question for you. He goes, yeah. I'm like, so when you went up there, was there like a look of pure terror on Chip's face when you just didn't lie? Did he know or did he not? He's like, oh yeah, I saw his face go like, yeah. uh-oh. What's he here for? <laughs> the best is um, he went back to sit down and then Chip said something. He had a, like, he, he was trying to get like his last jab in yeah. on Mark and then um, right before he sat down, he stands up and he goes, I'm sorry, one more time. It's Chip, right? Yeah. <laughs> he goes, thank you, Chip. It is Chip, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? Mark is, is the, the joke there is that that's not his actual name. It's a, it's a pen name. Yeah. yeah. As okay. that was happening, Kelly Sue DeConnick was tweeting from the corner of the room, apparently. Oh, was she there? Where yeah. she I said, Mark Wade is in line. I tried to get in also, but got stopped. Like, they didn't <laughs> let Kelly Sue in. She's like, Mark's going to do it for me or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> so Kelly Sue DeConnick almost got in line also. By the way, funnily you mentioned that, those are the two people Chewie and I accidentally stalked at Comic-Con this year because <laughs> we went to every panel they were on pretty much. Well, it's not like you got in line and asked them the same question. No, every no, time. we didn't ask. I didn't ask Kelly Sue DeConnick. Do you remember when SpongeBob met his uh, his hero who like catches the jellyfish, Kevin, the mm-hmm. sea cucumber? Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's like, "Hi, Kevin." That's what it was like. He's like, uh, "Yes, you have a question." Hi, Hi Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> so um, that actually is a great segue for us to go into uh, back yeah, matter, Mark Wade. Mark Wade, genius. Ed, I mean, throw you've a already rock. read something by him. Throw yeah, a rock. You probably have. Um, Daredevil, Kingdom Come, as we mentioned. Just throw anything. A rock. Tweet at us if you want an individual throw recommendation. Rock. Throw a rock. <laughs> um, hey, so, what's up, Lavar? So, uh, before we get to that, though, before we get to Comic Con, Chewie and I want to recap our oh, Comic Con experience, which, by the way, Ryan, you'd be very proud. We went to Hall H once, mm-hmm. and it was for Kevin Smith, Aww. who was semi comics related, and. I'll talk about this more probably on stuff and things, but I got to ask Kevin Smith a question That's and so he cool. allowed me to Super shout cool. out the podcast network. So if you were Woo. a listener who happened to be jumping on from hearing our names, no, we did Kevin it. Smith's panel. Thank yeah. you, Kevin. 
And I actually it's asked him a, a I actually asked him a comic book question. I didn't even asked him a movie question. I asked oh. him when his third run of his Batman series was coming out. And he said, well, a lot of people like we'll do it probably this year eventually, but a lot of people don't really, you know, a lot of people left for the whole, you know, Batman peeing himself thing. Didn't really read it. And I went, he's like, well, okay, that thank you. You do. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was, he was really, really nice. I was very, very happy and it went really well. Um, but when, anyway, before, when, did, when, you, when you asked, did you ask him to pimp it or did you say, no, I just said, here's how I imagine this. Um, I'll so tell wait, you wait, the whole story. Hold on, hold on. I have I it on hear, video. I want to hear Alan's version. I yeah. actually have it on video also. He, here's how I imagine it going down. Ian steps up. He's very nervous. He's probably wringing his hands a little bit. Sweaty. Uh, I did notice in the picture you had your cell phone out, which means you were prepared and you were ready to follow con etiquette and I ask a question. I had, I had what I wanted to say and questions ready. Exactly. Correct. Uh, you I walked forgot. up. Uh, you said something like, first of all, let me just say that you are a huge influence on me and you're one of the reasons that I started podcasting. Kevin probably said something along the lines of, would you want to do that or... Or you asked, would you mind if I shout it out real quick? It's one of those two things. No. Here's what happened. Uh-huh. Well, sort of. But here's what happened. So I went up there. So I'll, I'll do a brief recap real quick. And then I have an email I want to read twice. Okay. But do you know what happened to Kevin Smith this year? Yeah. He got shafted, apparently. Yes. <laughs> Hardcore. Ryan, do you know? About the panel? Yeah. Yes. So there was, for those of you who don't know, uh, right before Kevin Smith's panel was the Lucasfilm panel. It's in the big room, Hall H, which is the huge room where they do all the big media stuff. So any of those movie trailers that you see uh, online and stuff usually come from Hall H. Go ahead. We're going to talk about that. I'm going yes. to interrupt you here for a second. For those of you listening that for whatever reason have no idea who Kevin Smith is, basically- Silent Bob. Silent Bob. <laughs> Silent Bob started podcasting. Ian and I like it. We're like, hey, let's podcast. And yeah. here we are, however many episodes later. Yeah. Um, so we, uh, so I, he, he, the room clears out because Star Wars people decide to let everybody in a Hall H in that room go to a free concert where they're all invited. 6,500 people. And 6,500 people make a mass exodus from Hall H. Where were they going? They're right Across around the back, there's yeah. like there's like a, I saw where they went. It's that same place in the back oh, where the Pokemon yeah. concert was taking place. Yeah, <laughs> Pokemon concert, which I didn't go to. No, yes. neither did I, and I feel really bad about that. Chewy, so we're going I. next year. Um, okay. so no, Alan, you're coming to Comic Con next year. Is what you're doing? We're gonna see what happens. Um, so uh, we ended up, uh, so we ended up going. I felt really bad for him. I felt so I was like, but this was good for me because I've been wanting to ask a question for the past. Two years, which was actually the same Batman question, and to do what I did. Um, so I got up in line, and I was able to I was able to get up and ask a question. So I came up, and I just went, uh, you know, uh, as opposed to everybody else, I make my mission to come to this panel every single year. Like this is my. And I would say for for a lot of people in all the people that were in that room would probably everybody yeah. in that room was there to see Kevin Smith. Yeah, like they lined up they, for that. They there wanted were, to see that. There were people that were in the Star Wars panel that stayed. There were a couple people who did come back who said we had left, but I came yeah. back yes, because cool. I wanted to. I didn't even... And there's there's one dude who he's like, I didn't even redeem my ticket because I wanted to see you. Yeah. Um. So uh, I was there. So I asked him. So I said, you know, I about three years ago, my buddy and I uh, went to your panel. He, uh, and, you know, you gave us the me the ability to say, you know, we can do this. And so we start, and so you know, we talked about doing a podcast, and he's like, "Oh, cool, man! Did you do it?" I'm like, "Yeah, we did." And big applause, everybody cheers. Uh, like, like, doesn't it feel great? I'm like, "It sure does." Like, we actually do four of them. He's like, "You do four of them?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, what's the name of it?" Shout it out. I'm like, "Stuff and Things Podcast Network." 
So he gave it to. Did I wasn't going to do what it. Shows are on it. Uh, yeah, he said so. Like you do four pod. He's talking about like podcasting and how like you know it's really fun to do that because you know it literally takes zero talent to do, and it's true. But um, he's like, yo, what shows? I'm like, oh, we have like one that's kind of very smodcast esque where it's me and my best friend talking like you and like Scott does, and then we do have a comic book show, we have an action movie show, we have a horror movie show. So we got something for everybody uh, uh, on the on the network. And then um, so I just told him like, thank you for that, and it's like it's been an inspiration and you know, that. I and then close. and then I asked him. I said it's I was cool. going to ask cool. him a Ben Affleck question, but I decided not to. Somebody else asked that question. Which is is Batman going to be in the new Mallrats sequel, uh, <laughs> titled Mallrats? By the way, Ooh, as a name, and yeah. it apparently is Brody and his daughter, which is yep. played by Harley Quinn, <laughs> his his daughter Hanging in the out. mall. That sounds great to me. Yeah. That sounds like something that Ryan would probably be. Like, out I'll go see special. it with you guys. That sounds like fun. I like Clerks or Mallrats. <laughs> you, like, you don't like Clerks? Though. I do like Mallrats. Mallrats. Clerks is great. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I like Clerks. Who's that? <laughs> I don't know. Did you watch? But Tusk? anyway. No. Oh, I'm not should. gonna watch. You Tusk. should. You should. I'm you not would. gonna you watch. Would, Tusk. No, you would honestly like it. You would what? probably like it. You'd probably yeah. laugh. So what else did you guys do at Comic Con? But anyway, uh, but that was the big thing for for me this year. But uh, I think know, that was super cool. Before we get into Comic Con, speaking of loyal before we get, fans, before we get into Comic Con, yeah, let's get to speaking of loyal fans. We actually have an email from our our good buddy Charlie, our U52 pal. We haven't challenged hey, Charlie. Charlie. We haven't heard of him. No, it was T-shaped shape visor. He threw me under the bus the other day. Yeah, he did. <laughs> T-shaped visor gave us a big, uh, a big, a big shout out. Thank you. Um, so, uh, <laughs> my man Charlie wrote us for life. Charlie wrote us an email called "Playing Ketchup." Uh, long time, like, guys. Work like got ketchup. busy. More to come. I was thinking about this one because it was really the adults in Peanuts who had the Bane voice, but you never saw their faces. I thought about making Snoopy Batman and Woodstock Robin and only showing Bane's feet, maybe someday. <laughs> but I just couldn't resist making Charlie Bane. Oh. Again, this is a PDF, so feel free to print it. I know you guys said to put it up on some t-shirt sites, but I might just put them on my website for free download. Gotta talk to my web developer and IP lawyer. Uh, so he did, write, he did send us a picture of Charlie Bane. I'll use the one where he added a speech bubble. This is Charlie Bane. Oh, <laughs> no way. Wow. Yes. That is fantastic. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Here, share that to me. I want to read it. <laughs> share it to me. I want to read it. Share what? So it's just good. What, what, the, what the speech what bubble? Says. It yeah. just says moo ha 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 But, it, but it's Charlie. <laughs> it's Charlie Bain. <laughs> I'm sad, Linus. Good grief. I don't feel the way. It's, it's Christmas time, and I don't feel the way it's supposed to feel. <laughs> It's a good little tree. <laughs> wow. I got a rock. <laughs> Christmas is over, tree. You have my permission to die. <laughs> yes, Batman. <laughs> you, yes, ma'am. You nearly, nearly adopted the darkness. I was born in it. You think pumpkins are your I, ally. Why can't I just have a normal dog? <laughs> 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 so uh, so Charlie so Charlie thank great. you for that um I I really enjoyed that I got a good that chuckle when I saw great, it too. Um, so Comic-Con. Okay, let's talk about the comic book. So we got the Kevin Smith business That's out of the way. Big. Let's talk about Comic-Con and the comic stuff that Chewie and I saw. Because we we focused a lot on comics this year. We didn't really go to much else that was really entertainment-based. It was pretty much all comics. Chewie sent me pictures of Warcraft stuff, which I was super stoked on for the yeah, rest of the day. Cool. Yeah, it was Ugh. pretty cool. The trailer's coming out in November, apparently. Good. So I was looking so, for yeah. it. So I'm going to start by saying we did a lot of kind of creator-style uh, panels. Uh-huh. So perfect. Uh, there's not yeah. too much in terms of that to recount because it, it's just 
we'd have to do a complete other episode where we just mm-hmm. say, here, I'm going to read you all my notes. Um, yeah. But what was cool is the people we did see giving us uh, advice for, well, I was going to say for free, but you paid <laughs> to get into it. But you know what I mean? But like, you know, Ke- we saw Kelly Sue. We saw Mark Wade. We saw. Um, you know, we did see Alan. Matthew Inman of the Oatmeal. We did. <laughs> <laughs> he was on a web. He was on a webcom panel. We actually wow. know who we saw that was funny that Chewy didn't know yeah. was her, and neither of us did. We saw the the lady who wrote wrote and drew Sex Coven. Yeah, she really? walked by with yeah. a Sex Coven shirt yeah. on, and Chewy's like, "Excuse me, did you get that here? Where well, did you, he, did you get that from the frontier? Here's booth? why: some dude walked by wearing it, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, nice shirt." And he walks into the into that room. We're sitting outside eating a pretzel, and, and like <laughs> the breakfast of champions. Yeah, the, it of was course. breakfast time. Mm. And um, <laughs> and then I mentioned to Ian, and he says, "Oh, I think uh, Ryan said that Frontier had a booth here this year." I'm like, "Really? I didn't see it anywhere." Youth in decline is the name of the the, uh, name of the print. Okay, but yeah, I. I didn't see anything like that. And I was like, oh, I don't know. He's like, well, that's what Ryan said. So I'm like, okay. And I see her walking up into the towards the room. And I didn't look at her badge or anything like that. But she was wearing the same sex coven shirt. And I was like, oh, hey, excuse me. Like, do you, are they selling those here? Or like, because I mean, like, I love that, like, story. It's, it's a rad shirt. And looking back on it, I remember she smiled. She oh, was okay. like, "Oh uh, no, they don't, I didn't get this here." <laughs> she, she's, she's like, "Oh no." She didn't say not. I did it. No, no she, she didn't. She was very, she was very <laughs> meek about it, which I think was very sweet. <laughs> she, she was just up, like, because man. she knew five seconds later we'd be in that room and they'd be they'd mention, "Oh, she did Frontier Number Six, yeah. sex," and it was like, "This is her name," and I'm like, "Wait a minute!" And I googled her name and I was like. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, that's her. That's so. Who, did like, you get to actually meet her then? We didn't really talk to her, but we did see Other her and her uh, sister, who are actually collaborators. Cousin. Our cousin? cousin? Yeah. I thought it was her sister. Oh, cousin. it's cousin. Yeah, cousin yeah. Who actually are Eisner Award winners? Believe yeah. Me. Eisner, wow. by the way, for you, those of you who don't know, it's like the comic book Oscars. They, they give them out every year. Eisner, like the night before, and they're just yeah. sitting there, like, well, I guess we do comics. Proud of themselves. Whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> they were very mellow about it. But yeah, yeah we saw that at Cena Grace. Um, Jim Zub, which was cool. I got mm-hmm. to meet Jim Zub and tell him, like, I've read all the things you wrote about writing, and now I want to write stuff. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Ryan's favorite, uh, Mr. Doug Tendapel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we did see Kieran him. Kieran Gillian. Uh, Kieran Gillian was there, yes. Um, let me see who else. A lot of people. Um, Chip Zdarsky, as we Chip mentioned. Chip Zdarsky. Um, and, Mr., and Mr. Scott Mc- Mr. Understanding Comics, Mr. Yeah, Scott, Scott McCloud, McCloud himself, McCloud. who was very, very nice, and I bought cool. his new book, which sounds amazing, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to pitch it to you off Mike Allen, but okay. if you guys want to check it out, it's called, I heard actually, it's I'll it. pitch it right now. It's called the sculptor. Yeah. Um, and the premise of the book is this guy is a, is a really, he, he wants to work in art um, and be a sculptor, but he, it, it's, it's really unfortunate for him. He actually even shares the name of a, of a well-known sculptor already. So he's kind of screwed as it is. Yeah. It'd be uh, like, it'd be like if your name was also John Lennon. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to be a musician. A, a yeah. Musician. Um, and he and wants as good as John Lennon. And, and he, um, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but it happens like really early in the book. He runs across his uncle in a diner and it turns out, wait, my uncle has been dead for years. turns out this is death. And he says, you have 200 days to live. You're going oh, to wow. die. So uh, you, you do what you get, want with those. Get cracking. So get cracking on that creative thing. And then after that, he meets the love of his life. Of so course. it's, do I spend this time building something with this woman? Or do I forego relationships and focus entirely on my art to be legendary at that? That's and crazy. to be honest with you, that's something in life that I've been struggling with a lot right yeah. now. It's like what to focus on and it's hard. So like, I'm hoping this will give me some, and it seems like any like second's kind of based loosely off my true life experience. 
So I, I was like, Scott I'm McCloud, I like you. <laughs> right now, Scott McCloud's done so much. Uh, right now, I'm focusing on pizza I, and beer. I really <laughs> want to read uh, his books. Uh, his is well, his Zot. now classic series yeah. Zot. I've not even I didn't even know that was the thing. I knew nothing about Scott McCloud other than he wrote those uh, Understanding Comics books, and he's like a really fascinating dude. He's really nice. Um, Apparently, it's a tearjerker. So yeah, what, the, sculpt- what the sculptor or Zot? Uh, the sculptor. Zot. Sculptor. Uh, I know. I'm ready. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, so kind of a lot of cool creators and artists. I am and we got so to me- mad. meet people in Artist Alley. Saw Felipe Smith again. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm mad about. You is know? I I I want to go and just wander. We met. Uh, Alley. We talked to uh, Tim Neely again. Same here. Uh, Tom uh, Neely. Tom Neely. I'm sorry, not yeah, Tim. Tom, Tom Neely. Neely. My bad. Sorry, yeah. so many people we met. Uh, Tom Neely uh, of uh, the Humans. Oh, I had okay. to ask him my question, which was, "Hey, is this based off any specific biker movies?" Like, oh, it's tons. I was like. There's a show I watch, which I'm going to free shadow to. Welcome to the Basement. And they did this movie called The Wild Angels. And it was very similar. He's like, oh, yeah, that one's like yeah. predominantly where we pulled stuff from. I'm like, great. He's like, yeah, because the end of that movie, Peter Fonda gives this huge speech about, we just want to do what we want to do. We want to we want to ride our, our motorcycles and get loaded and party. It's yeah. like, yeah. I'm like, there's this whole part where a character in that movie dies. And it's very much the beginning of the, the yeah. humans that we read. And I'm like. They, I'm not stupid. You did also, <laughs> also, I picked up the limited color vinyl of mm-hmm. uh, Human Soundtrack Volume Two. Yeah, Boss oh, Kong. Nice. Yes, Boss Kong. Yeah. Um, and I, I got Brian Lee O'Malley to sign some some artwork. Oh, He's very kind. I told him that I wanted. To, I was really excited so for a cool. Sex Criminals variant. He's like, Yeah, I, did, I didn't really go dirty, just really gross. It's like yeah. you'll see. We got and even Chip <laughs> Zdarsky's like, Yeah, I saw his variant, and it's. It's gross. We got some <laughs> but cool, it's awesome. Some cool arts. It sounds well. like something I need in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you haven't actually um, seen this this artist's art, look at Michael Cho. Yeah. Uh, the oh, absolutely. comic uh, artist. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't sell his stuff online. Which is a kind of a bummer, it's, but it's a but bummer. understandably he it's, you know was shipping and all it's that. Lot stuff. Of work. Yeah, yeah. But you can view all his stuff on his website, which is amazing. I got the sweet uh, Thor and Wonder Woman print, and lots of great artists there. I picked up business cards from him. Oh, and we also honest- saw Grant Morrison. Forgot about that. <laughs> we oh saw yeah, Grant we, Morrison did, we did see Grant Morrison. <laughs> oh yeah, what was uh, dude? For me, it was like okay, there's gr- the Grant Morrison that goes over my head because I'm just like I don't understand some of the things he talks about because he's too Mm -hmm. smart for me but then there's this grant morrison that is apparently working um what was the um company that he's working with ian uh it's oh gosh it's um He's working with a company. It's, um, an, it's like Print India or something yeah, like Print that. Print India or India Inc. or, or yeah, something, something like, like that. that. Um, but he's doing these books where he's teamed up with um, with, with Graphic P- India. Graphic, Graphic India. India. Thank That's you. the name of it. And and he's doing books based on like uh, like Indian mythology and uh, Indian lore. And what's rad about that is I, I'm fascinated with Indian India. or Native American. India from okay. India. India. Yeah. And um was was rad as I, I'm like really into Indian culture like a lot. It fascinates me. I mean, I, I love it. And he just kind of said he's like, "Yeah, you know, I've done everything I could with the western superhero. So I want to go east. I want to go somewhere else, you know." And so he's just doing something different and it kind of makes sense in his line of work. What else is he going to do with a Superman, with a Batman, right, yeah. with a character like that? He's done his own kind of creator own and independent but style But with a Vishnu well. or a Shiva, I mean, it, exactly. And go you have crazy. Tons of rich lore there. The Rama, yeah. You know, and um he's doing two books. One's called 18 Days mm-hmm. and the 
other one. Um, I forget the name of the other one off the top of my head. But the cool thing is they're they're available exclusively through uh, through uh, was it um, uh, Humble Bundle, right? One of at least one of them is available exclusively digitally mm-hmm. through Humble Bundle. Mm-hmm. Um, right and, now, actually, yeah. Yep. And the a large amount of the proceeds is going to uh, these foundations yeah. for children's literacy to end prov- poverty. I'm not going to lie. They started with this like little video. Oh, my God. This video almost made us oh, both cry. It's, God. They, inter- they interview these Indian little girls and ask yeah. them if they could have a superpower, what would it be? Yeah. Guess how many times they're like, I want to punch through a wall or fly or you know, be invisible. Zero. It's all stuff like, I want to be able to make it rain so that the, nobody has to be hungry. Or I want to be able to yeah. just build how turn mud huts into houses for people. Yeah. Or like, I want to be able to fly like a bee and give everyone honey. Like you're like, Oh yeah. my God, yeah, we're it, all it so self obsessed. It was stuff like that. And then like, um, I think the name of that organization was like girl power or something like that. It was, yeah, it was, but, um, but the fact that I think they, they said it best there in the mm-hmm. panel. They said the fact that, I can write a comic that's loosely superhero-y, Indian superhero, who you when you buy it, you give money to help people. You're literally yeah. a superhero. Exactly. I like, I'm like, really that's cool. crazy. That's so cool. And like, I don't know. The idea, like, you made a good point about Batman, Alan, that you probably would have liked. He's like, yeah. when's the last time Batman saved someone? Usually Batman's just kind of saving his own ass recently. <laughs> he doesn't really <laughs> recently, save other yeah, people. Sure. <laughs> so, and and I was this like, is also oh, coming amen. from someone that really respects <laughs> Batman and, and likes loves that Batman. stuff. But he's like, I've done, but it's like, true. It's just, I'm, I'm disillusioned with it. Understandably but it, so. It's cool. I'm really stoked to check that out. And the art on um, one of those two, I can't remember which yeah, one Yeah, the one's was. called Avatar X. Avatar yes, X. Avatar X. Yeah. That was the other one. Um, but the art on one of them is, is ridiculously amazing. Like it just there is some uh, some weird like Kirby stuff going on with it. Oh it's yeah, it's awesome. But in any case, I digress from that's the that's all the panel love. But that, let's be yeah. honest, the best panel I went to was a draw off panel where oh, I received yeah. <laughs> a piece of artwork, which I will show Alan now. Who I don't know if you've seen this. <laughs> so I received you can look on our Instagram yeah. too. Um but I received and Chewy got one too. We went to a draft panel, one of them was um was uh, uh, it was Gabo. It was yeah. an Arnie Press yeah. um panel where it was uh-huh. a monster draw where they had nice. um yeah. Gabo who we've re- we've seen his art in The Life After. Mm-hmm. Um there was Corinne uh, By the way, real quick, hold on. Ryan yeah. just sent me a link. If you want to check out that on Humble Bundle, if you go to humblebundle.com slash Grant Morrison. Yeah, or if uh, you just go to humblebundle.com and click the Grant Morrison tab. You can you can do that. I would I would highly recommend I'm gonna do it. I wanna I, and the you can Tales you can from India tab, yeah. Yeah, and you can check it out. It's pretty cool. Not only that, but you're getting also there's some other people on there who are doing stuff too. Uh, I think Stan Lee also might have something on there. Yeah. And Deepak Shak- Chopra too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So some cool it's stuff on there. So check it out. Donate the money's going like to you're, you're getting fun comics and the money's going to a good cause. I would highly recommend you check that out, especially if you like Graham Morrison's work. Anyway, so yeah. b- back to the back to the draw, back to where the drawings that we had. And so Corin Howell and and I can't remember the name. Joey, Joey something. I'm sorry, um, I feel bad. Yeah, <laughs> I apologize, but um, they they basically had people come up and suggest random, monsters, suggest monsters, basically just saying, give us a few descriptors and we'll draw something. And a lot uh, of them were kids and yeah, it was really cute, which was cool. Cause they, they gave out random tickets and then mm-hmm. if they called your number, you got to make the suggestion mm-hmm. and like three or four kids got to like say their thing, which was cool. Um, except for one kid went really dark. One kid it. wanted like a cat with black eyes that had blood coming out of its joints, out of its joints, out of its joints specifically. And also had a bloody tail. 
and also heck, you could see the inside of its insides of its body, like a you zombie cat, essentially. Flesh. Yeah, That's Alan, this is going to be your kid. Yeah, actually, this will probably be Chewie's kid. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be yeah. honest. Um, there's some cool stuff, you know. It's and, a little Damien um, Omen kid. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, but it was just cool to see him like create live in like a few minutes and just kind of have fun with it. And, and we were both hoping like, please pick us. Yeah, and then so Chewie, back to Chewie back. gets pick one. Yeah. Gets picked first, and this is the animal he described. What monster did you want to see, Chewie? I said I want to see something that's part tiger, part shark, full party. And then that was their cues. Full party. <laughs> so full party. The so the one that ended up winning out for Chewie was actually um what's what was her name Corinne Corinne uh, Howell Corinne Howell's uh one which was a giant shark body with a tiger head looking like this like <laughs> but with with a with a party hat like on. <laughs> <laughs> but um, not to be outdone, Gabo's was Gabo's Gabo's was, was a, a sh- like a shark wearing like a, a Letterman suit? jacket. But it was also kind of like a suit. He was he was really into Wall Street that day. <laughs> <laughs> he was making Wall Street yeah. jokes. He, no, it was like a preppy like college frat mm-hmm. guy wearing like a Letterman jacket that said Tigers on it. Like that mm-hmm. was like the team name nice. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was a shark head. That's clever. And, and he had sunglasses on. Sunglasses. And, and then he had a little he added a little, little speech bubble that said, Where the Molly at? <laughs> Where the Molly at? For those of you kids who don't know what Molly Mario is, yeah. too, um, he's got and so on, I was like, like Oh, that's awesome. I was like, Oh, true. I hope I called. They're like, They called my number right after. And I said, Okay, I want a D- I got the tiger sharp, I, by the way. I want a C or D list celebrity turning into a werewolf. And they're like, Well, can you clarify that? I'm like, Somebody who's basically famous for doing nothing, like Kim Kardashian. <laughs> so. Lo and bold, so the um, Corinne draws like a, a shark from Sharknado turning in, like ripping off its skin and turning into a turning into a werewolf. Yep. Uh, Joey draws Alf turning into a werewolf. <laughs> and finally, and Gabo took took my thing. Um, uh, he took me literally. He drew Kim Kardashian with her butt turning into a werewolf. And then I and in the middle of this thing, this lady who was running monitoring the panel kept going like, um, "Oh, bonus points if you had this. Bonus points if you had this." And I said. Gabo, bonus points if you add in if you add in Kanye. And he drew Kanye West running away <laughs> as she yells, Kanye, help! And the back of his jacket says Yeezus on it. That <laughs> was the best little touch. I'm like, he wins. I want that. That's so awesome. I have it in a little roll right over there. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I have it. You got to hang it is what <laughs> you're going to do. Let's put it on the wall. Door. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think mine's sticky enough anymore to be on the back of my door, but I'm thinking about putting it up there. Um but all in all, no, we there and there's some other nerdy stuff. We checked out all the the typical media stuff, and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about the movie trailers and stuff. One more little fun thing, Ryan. I saw that Batmobile toy in person. Ooh, it's this big. Oh my gosh! And it's like three this wide long. across, and, like a foot and it wide. is the most beautiful thing you've ever seen in your life. With the record it's, show he made yeah. a yay. <laughs> it yay is, motion it is about, about two feet long. It is about two feet long and probably about 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 six seven inches across. Wow! Like it's it's it would take up if I had one. See this? See my little banner, little thing here. It would take up an entire one of these just to put it up. So that's silly. We'll see if I buy that. <laughs> but it has lights and sounds. Oh, it looks so cool. Anyway, but uh, there's a, a lot of neat album? stuff we saw. But I'm gonna start us off with a little bit of comic book news. Good. Let's start there. We go We're gonna to start now. Let's yeah. do what it. Was the last so that was Comic Con. If you guys, Comic-Con by the way, Con recap. real quick, let me do this. If you haven't been to Comic Con, I suggest you at least try to go for at least one day. I know I'm adding to the detriment of us probably not getting tickets for it, but go for at least one day. And if you like comics like we do. As much as all the Hall H stuff, all the big movie panels, that stuff is cool, and seeing celebrities is cool. And we saw a few walking around. Seth Green, we ran into. Aaron. Aaron, yeah, he was there. Yeah. Um, and uh, let's see. Also, my friend Miles was there. Also, with, Miles Posehn. 
Or is it Mal's Pussain? <laughs> Brian Pussain. Brian Pussain. We saw him just walk. We always run into Brian Pussain. Yeah. Our, um, my friend Miles was working a booth um, with, with his girlfriend who had a booth there. And um, <laughs> he posted a picture where he says, we met Murs. So he met. They met the rapper Murs nice. there, and Murs was wearing, <laughs> like, like uh, just like comic book panel, like old school comic book panel looking stuff, like tights that girls normally wear. Uh-huh. <laughs> Murs was just walking around wearing that. All so, right, but right. I highly suggest if you go, if you like comics, go inside the floor, go meet some creators, go to some panels, go to some cool stuff about comics because there's a lot of really really neat stuff. And as cool as those movies are, guess what? You're going to be able to watch those trailers online and celebrities are neat. Maybe go once, maybe go one panel like that, but spend a lot of your time going to comic panels if you like comics. Anyway, all right. So enough of Comic-Con. That was Comic-Con 2015. We had a good time. Things were awesome. So, comic news. Comic book news that actually broke out at Comic-Con. What? And I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of it. I'll be honest. I didn't scour the internet for Mm. it at the end of every day or like today. I just... you know, it'll come out at some point. We'll 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 look at it. It's gonna be a Back to the Future comic. I'm bummed about that. But I that idea a long time ago. <laughs> Marvel's Daywalking Vampire Hunter gets a new take in October as writer Tim Seeley and artist Logan Fairburn launch an ongoing Blade title. Cool. Yeah, I heard about so that. So that was announced at the um, Comic Con uh, International Women of Marvel panel. That's rad. Yep. That's give awesome. that another shot, huh? So All right. well. there you go. So working with his 16-year-old daughter to fight vampiric threats in the Marvel Universe, Blade oh, will draw from good. the 70s the Marvel monster magazines. Uh, my goal is to make the monsters scary again, the way they were, uh, the way they were to me back then. Um, I think too often with modern horror, the reader knows too many of the rules, uh, quotes, too many of the rules, and uh, that makes vampires and zombies less frightening. Blade is going against stuff we've never seen before, and I want the reader to be afraid and to hide under his or her bed. That so there you go. Interesting. And that sounds like, and here's like a little thing of the art from sounds it like we're and reading stuff, it. But <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> well. um, cool. Here's the, let's see if I can show you the cover mm-hmm. that they showed. Or here's, there you go. Wow, that actually looks awesome. That actually yeah, looks sweet. It looks, so, yeah. it looks super cool. <laughs> yeah, and there, there's like a sample of the art and stuff mm-hmm. here. If I can kind of show that to you here. But it doesn't want to come. I'll pull it up and I'll show you guys. Um, let's see. Uh, so, okay, I guess we better address that. Unless, you, Ryan, do you have some more? Well, right before uh, oh, yeah, I remember San Diego Comic-Con uh, was Image Expo, mm-hmm. where they announced all the new image stuff that's coming out. Tons that's of cool. stuff. Brian Lee O'Malley's writing a book. What? <gasps> yeah. Woo! Uh, it's called Snot Girl. Uh, that what? Great. And it is about a, uh, a fashion blogger who has really severe allergies. <laughs> I'm not even joking. That's here's the thing. The book's Here, here's the thing. When I, when I hear that, did he draw that? No. Okay. He's not drawing it. Oh, uh, it's being drawn well, by Leslie I don't know if Hunt. I want to read it then. It's still Brian Lee O'Malley. He's still funny. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Brian K. Vaughn and Marcos Martin's Private Eyes coming to print. On they it. also Ooh. won an Eisner for that. Yeah. They won. Uh, let's see. What else? Gail Simone's writing an image book called Crosswind. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems to be a Freaky Friday where a housewife and a hitman swap places. Uh, that sounds great. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Jason Aaron is writing a book called, um, oh, it's a deluxe reissue of his uh, 2006 Vertigo miniseries on the Vietnam War, The Other Side. Okay. Oh, nice. Uh, let's see. Greg Rucka and Nicola Scott are doing a book called Black Magic, which is a supernatural police procedure. <gasps> that sounds awesome. Um, let's see. Uh, the one that I'm super excited about, uh, they announced uh, Ron Wimberly is doing a book called Sunset Park, and it's about 
um, vampires set in the early 80s uh, in hipster Brooklyn area. Oh, that nice. sounds cool. That's so, great. so it's sort of like sort of like Andy Warhol vampires. That's super cool. <laughs> Andy Warhol vampires. I like that. Uh, let's see. A bunch of stuff got announced. Um, a couple of new space books. Uh, a book called Ringside, uh, which is a wrestling book. Uh-oh. Uh, hey, there you go. Uh, oh, be man. Um, Warren Ellis is writing a new book for Image called Heartless. Mm-hmm, I heard of uh, that. A book called Codename Babushka. Oh, which is like a crazy Russian spy book. That'll that be sounds awesome. Pretty That's entertaining. Um, and then uh, Mark Millar is writing a book called Huck uh, with art by Raphael Albuquerque. Oh, okay. Uh, which is sort of a supernatural take on Huck Finn. So oh, dude, that's, oh, that's sweet! Rad. And they're rebooting Invincible. Yep, of course. Yep. I have a uh, one to throw. Artist. I have one to throw on top of the list, which is an ongoing Spider-Man Deadpool's team-up series. Oh, yeah, about this, yes. written by Joe Kelly uh, and Ed, uh, and Ed McGinnis. Uh, Joe Kelly, who was one of the prominent writers in Deadpool in the past, like one mm. of, basically, well, good, basically the definitive Deadpool writer. Like, if you're gonna read Deadpool, where he's not crazy, Daniel Waypool. Uh, then it's gonna be a Joe Kelly run, probably. Isn't isn't Marvel renumbering everything in like yeah, October? So this. the whole yeah, I think the whole purpose is after Secret Wars two is we get a whole new world. So the after second Secret Howard Wars. the Duck number one this year. <laughs> <laughs> the second un- unbeatable Squirrel Girl this year. Well, number one. By the way, another group comic I forgot to mention. Uh, Chip Zdarsky post posed an idea for um <laughs> for a Spider Man. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Remember when we read Howard the Duck and how they had Spider-Man a whole how Spider-Man like thought that Howard the Duck died and he started crying and saying, oh, no, Uncle Ben, no. Yes. Apparently that happens in every issue of oh Howard the Duck. He keeps going. And so he has, an, and they're letting him do it. And he has this idea for his, like, I eventually want to turn that into a Spider-Man book called The Inconsolable, Inconsolable Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, we just <laughs> sat all the time. so great. <laughs> Speaking of Spider-Man, there is... Oh, man. I would read the heck out of that book. (laughs) Marvel confirmed new entry-level book. Spider-Man title aimed at children called Spidey. Written by Robbie Thompson featuring Peter Parker as a teenager. Nice. So there's going to be a new Spider-Man book called Spidey before he was amazing. Sweet. Um, so uh, I guess we can't. Uh, yeah, there's, there's an elephant in this room. We need to address. There's it. two elephants. Well, technically there it's would like be two three. sides of there the same There would be three, elephant. but I'm going to get on my high horse and, and say that there's two trailers that have been released. And, and so we're going right? to yeah. talk about those trailers that have been released. Officially. Yeah. Well, so I said release, not leaked. Yes. True. There you go. Um, well, and I'm sure we'll get to the ones that are, people are like, wow, we want to hear about the leaked one when it comes out officially and we can see it clearly. I ain't seen it here's here's what I'll (laughs) here's what I'll say about about the leaked one I'm not going to go into details but for people that have seen it in the like hall or whatever it is where they premiered it I will say looks good yeah that's that's what I'm gonna say about it right now later when it comes out officially we'll go go more details but anyway so let's talk about the ones that have come out officially uh let's talk about should we talk about the one that came out today first, or the other, or the or the big bad? Let's talk about the big bad. Let's All right. So Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice had an official trailer that came out. The search for the a trailer, not right? Suck. Not a not a teaser. Not a tr- not a teaser. A trailer, a three minute long trailer. And I will tell you, after watching it, I have some hope that this might be a, a, a decent movie. It, I, after the last trailer, which I wasn't a huge fan of, uh, as I mentioned on the show, it seems like somebody at DC heard my notes. <laughs> And got back to me <laughs> um, because can we not, get some of that Batman paint stripper? No, it's because it's not even that the Batman yeah, paint was stripped off. The Batman paint was right. just as much there. But I learned a little bit more. We learned kind of why 
Bruce Wayne doesn't like Superman, so we learned that they're not just fighting to fight. There's a reason. Bruce and Wayne doesn't like Superman the same reason I didn't like Man of Steel. It's because <laughs> which, so that means you might like Batman paint Batman. Yeah. <laughs> sure, it's cool. His car looks cool. Um, so uh, we learned that. We've also, we also got to see, and I mentioned last time, that can they have any fun? And I think what I meant by that in, in further reflection is I didn't yeah, really we, see a I, lot of... Let, let, let's put this in context. Ian and I had a lengthy discussion, discussion about because he, why I like this he, better he, than he the other came trailer. Out, he came out of watching that uh, I trailer had, yeah. and uh-huh. saying, you know what? Like, I actually think I have more hope for it now. And I was like, see, that's why I don't you know, put, throw out a judgment until I actually see the movie. That's why I'm just like, we'll see. And he's like, well, you know, I thought it was more fun. We got into the discussion of what he meant by fun. And I what I mean by sure. fun is context. This, this movie not only has more context, so it gives me more information, but not only that, but uh, watching the other trailer, this one has a, has fighting, has action in it. I'm yeah. seeing the more things happen. The other one had a little bit, but this has a lot. Like yeah. you see a lot of explosions and fighting and the punching and like I'm like, oh, there's going to be some stuff happening. It's not just going to be. I don't like you. Well, I don't like you either. Well, let's just talk about it. And then Wonder Woman's like, guys, stop. No, this is for us. Like, no, Wonder Woman's even getting there fighting people, which yeah. I liked. Um, I still don't know how they're going to tie her in, but we'll figure it out. I, um, um, but I, but I, I enjoyed it. The only thing I'm still a little iffy on and more more thinking about it, I liked him at first, but there's some Jesse Eisenberg lines that were a little silly. Yeah, <laughs> Like, the red capes are coming. Yeah. What is red that? Red capes are coming. I li- yeah. But I did like his bad wig. It made me laugh. <laughs> because you, they, they purposely make him like, yeah, he's bald under there. <laughs> like, yeah. you're, you're supposed to at know. Some po- yeah. At some point in it's this movie or the next one, it's going to come off. He's like, this is who I really <laughs> am. I yeah. invented Facebook. <laughs> 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 oh, I invented Facebook. That's uh, why they got him. I, 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 dug, got him. I dug the uh, trailer. Like I said, I wasn't on the anti-teaser. Uh, um, I, w- I wasn't on the anti-teaser side of the fence before. I was just like, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a little bit jam-packed. I don't know how they're going to do everything with this, but I'll mm-hmm. give it a shot. And then seeing that, I'm like, okay, cool. It looks like you know they've put some good thought into it. There's the first trailer seemed like it was up its own butt a little bit. This one doesn't seem like it's it's that as bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. that's a really good way to put it, actually. But um, now Ryan, great <laughs> stuff. In there. There's cool little Easter eggs. Yeah, the too. Robin. The, did you guys notice that the Robin suit that says "Ha ha, jokes on you, Batman"? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was a Batman suit. I was like, no, that's Robin. I'm like, no. what? Yeah, yeah, go back let's make this the art. darkest possible yeah. time. <laughs> it is. Of course, <laughs> we're gonna make everybody's gonna be the Robin. So let's. Everybody needs more. We voiced our opinions. You two dudes, just give us. I mean, I know, I know, Ryan's probably. Does want to open mean, a can of worms, but he watched it today. Yeah, I watched it. I, I mean, these DC already is going to have my money for this, so it doesn't matter what I think. So I'm going to go see this stuff. <laughs> well, here's <laughs> here's a question then. Um, compa- Not going to see it in 3D. Comparatively to the the trailer that you saw, uh, I'm to I, this. Yeah. Are you unchanged, slightly more positive in favor of it, or slightly more negative against it? Um. I am <laughs> or still I am it, like back in a loop around because because the first one was just like unnecessarily well good yeah. I'm not gonna say unnecessary the first one was super super dark and like false god like tone, and all that yeah, stuff the tone just like was just really so heavy. leaden and heavy and oh yeah. my gosh you guys get get over yourselves yeah uh, the second one like there's just so much stuff that it's like well okay well I'll, clearly they want everything to be as dark and as gritty as possible yeah. and oh look we get to see Batman's parents die again never seen that before um, <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it'll be quick but <laughs> but uh, but it's like well okay so so it's not just gonna be you know Batman angry at Superman and Superman angry at Batman they're staring at each other for a while it's gonna but be it's, like, let's do but something. it's just gonna be like it's it's like well 
here's all these toys that I've got. Let's throw them at each other and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Ber- Bernie Burns from Rooster Teeth tweeted out, um, <laughs> hey, because uh, I don't know anything about them, Is do they show the death of Bruce Wayne's parents in every Batman comic like they do in every movie? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till we have enough of them. I want to make a super cut of every every time I think you probably could. I think you already do that. that. That already exists, dude. Yeah. Have you not seen that? That oh, already exists. I'm really? pretty sure that even... The they have all of them playing at the happen. same time. Wow. They have like the one from '89 Batman. Yeah. They have the one from from the Begins. animated series. They have one from Batman Begins. They have the one from Gotham. Yeah, they have every single Batman one playing forever. at the same time. Yep. Do they um, have ones from the games too? That I think so. Maybe probably. Um, but uh, what do you think, Alan? Yeah. What do you think, Alan? Uh, it still looks like tripe. Um, I mean, <laughs> really? So you're unchanged. You, you, you're unchanged your in your opinion. I'm not expecting it to be good. That's I, how I feel. Here's the thing: is <laughs> I'm going to see it, but I'm. I'm you know. It still doesn't seem like it has any semblance of a cohesive plot, and I don't like seeing Batman. In Have you read Dark Knight Returns? Yes. <laughs> then congratulations. There was a reason for that. Yeah, I mean, there was a reason in, for in this. Knight- Batman's mad. Ben Affleck is mad that Superman hurt his building with the people in it. That's Superman killed weak. thousands of people. So it's not weak. weak. Batman doesn't like murder. Here's the question that I'm going to. You should ask be happy. Though. I'm going to talk about another movie that. Here's a question that I'm going to ask you, and that I've already asked Ian and and other people, and that's what do you want from a trailer? Uh, okay, so I I I understand that I'm kind of like killing it because no, trailers no, 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 no. shouldn't. I'm not trying to you know. It's just because I've noticed a lot of people like I I hear people all the time saying, "Well, I don't know that movie." Like I heard it a lot with Fantastic Four. They're like, "Well, I mean, I don't know how they're gonna do that," and like they don't explain how they're gonna do that. And it's like, well, it, it's a trailer. It's, it's the not trailer, it's yeah. not the movie. So the, let me the movie explains that the trailer sells you on seeing the movie. Yeah. Okay. Let me let me take that back then. So it, it's not that I. I I get it. I should go see the movie to figure out how the plot plays out. It's just there's, I uh, I'm and you're not gonna dr- see it, aren't you, Alan? Yeah, probably. But there's <laughs> no, I don't like Superman that much. I don't really like Batman, and then throwing Wonder Woman in there for like two scenes. I, I'm I don't know. I still don't. It has to prove itself real hard. It's that's yeah. it. Here's here's I agree with Alan, and and here's why it has to prove itself is mm. because. The last movie was really bad. Uh, the last Batman movie was really bad, mm-hmm. um, and and I don't trust them to make this anything other than more of the same garbage. So so it's it's the trailer like looks great, but the reason I'm like ah, about it isn't so much the trailer. It's just like well, man, Ryan know, really I, wants I've, to, I've seen I've seen the other things the that, that Ryan have, really that wants that DC internship, like guys. Yeah. So. <laughs> So, you know, surprise me. Warner Make Brothers it not scene. garbage. And we'll um, see what happens. Yeah. Um, but, okay, let's mention the but other that trailer. that said, I'm, you know, I'm sold. I'm probably so, going to see it So, speaking of, of dark things, let's talk about the other trailer, which was released today after people, a lot of people leaked it online. Oh, wait. Warner actually, Brothers. I have some good news for Alan. Uh, well, I do. we do, too. I think you want to both say it at the same time. I think you guys are yeah. talking about the same thing. One, I know about. two, three. Green, Green Lantern, Lantern Core. Movie. It's yeah. not going to be one Green Lantern. Oh yes, it's going to be a core movie. It's going to be going to be a core be, movie. Yep. Which yep. is, I believe, uh, if you go back a couple episodes, Alan, that's what I was talking about. I think. I think know. DC is purposely testing Alan's patience, being like, "Listen, Alan, if you watch all these other <laughs> movies, <laughs> you're the very gonna get- end, you're going to get a Green Lantern core movie. We'll see. But you have to watch all the Batman's and all the Wonder Woman's and all the Flashes. I don't know and how I Superman's feel. I don't know how I feel about Tyrese there. and Chris Pine yet. Not that I feel bad about them. I think I'm that's just, fine. I'm I think cool it's okay. I think I think Chris Pine's Wait, a good is choice be, for Hal Jordan. Is it gonna be Tyrese? 
Tyrese's the one tweeting out teasers. Oh, that okay. he's yeah he they 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 have. Who, okay so you're gonna have John Stewart who's doing who have they like announced already for the cast nobody nobody or do you know which which lanterns you're gonna follow I'm supposedly I'm supposedly Hal Jordan and John Stewart yeah Hal supposedly Jordan, though, they're at least in it if they're gonna do core I really hope they do Guy and Kyle also. Yeah, okay, so I gotta at least pay lip service to them. I think silly, gonna, what's, what's the name of the lady? Um, Kilowog. I want to see how they're gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> they Kilowog already did it. It was bad. Yeah. The the lady Green Lantern that they did what somewhat Mongo's recently. Living Planet. <laughs> Star Sapphire. Sorry. No, no. Mm-hmm. She was like she has like a Hispanic name. It was the one that they were talking about. Michelle Rodriguez would play, and then she was said some not cool things. Oh. oh uh, yeah, I didn't quite I follow know. that one. They might, they might throw in the lady one. Yeah, knows, maybe. But yeah, anyway, be cool. I'd be excited. Either way, Green Lantern yeah. Core. Yes, uh, Adam so, Reichels texted me the other day and told me about yes. it. I was so excited. Let me ask you then. Give me who would you cast as Jon Stewart? Who would you cast as Hal Jordan? And who would you cast as Guy? Uh, let's see here. Uh, off the top of your head. I mean, Hal can be any... Any white dude. I mean, <laughs> any white dude. He could be any white dude. And it really wouldn't matter. Um, for John Stewart, uh, I kind of liked Idris Elba doing it. Mm. Um, he probably if he can, can he do an American accent? I'm sure he can. Probably. Yeah, he, be he has. He did it in. Uh, he's done like movies where he plays Americans before. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Honestly, for Kyle, uh, I really want Milo Ventimiglia if he were younger, because right, he has right. to play a younger guy. But he'd be like really good at that. Otherwise, he's coming back. Any anybody Heroes from probably one of those like you know CW type shows, mm-hmm. just get somebody young and broody um, who can <laughs> who can probably like be on the cusp of crying a lot. Speaking speaking of that, when you're done with your casting, I have really quick news about uh, the CW shows. Okay, uh, and then guy, I would probably have somebody like if you could find like a really like a thinner more like if you could find a muscular Jack Black, that's who I would do as as <laughs> Guy Gardner, just like a really angry Jack Black. Like <laughs> not not silly, but he's just like yeah, let's go, let's do things, and like right, then punch things really hard. Yeah, so um, I'll think about it later. I have some brief CW news real quick. So number one, they have announced for the new Arrow season that the character's name will be changed yep. to Green Arrow. Yep. Oh, there you he go. Will be a fi- the name go. of the show will still be Arrow, but he will be the first episode of the first of the new season is called Green Arrow, yeah. and he's got a new costume too. Awesome. Yeah. Where his arms show, and he's got like brown like leather gauntlets and stuff. Uh, thing number two, they have announced for well, they have a, a teaser that was at the end of a, a Flash kind of mm-hmm. thing. Uh, next season, Jay Garrick. The Flash from the the uh, old, old man Flash yeah, with yeah. the helmet uh-huh. uh, will be in the show. Uh, they also said that um, I think Wally West will also be coming to the oh, show as well, nice. and uh, a a certain other kind of reverse Flash type Professor Zoom Zoom oh. will be coming. It says Zoom is coming at the very end nice. of the teaser. Also, some other stuff, but it kind of ruins some stuff on the show, which I know Chewie's yeah. asked me not to talk about, so I won't say that. Yeah. But. Some some villains might be coming. We'll but, put it that way. <laughs> yeah. So there's another big trailer that got released. But yeah, another big trailer got released uh, today. Uh, due to the sheer amount of leakage, they decided, screw it. We'll put the Suicide Squad trailer online. So they released the Suicide Squad trailer today. Um. Hey, Chewy. Yeah. Remember that movie with two clowns in it, where the only one, only clown who <laughs> smiles is the one who is torturing another human being? <laughs> yeah. That's the movie I watched today. <laughs> no. It, uh, I think our, I don't know. I feel like 
I, I hope that that trailer was just a little bit more serious than it needed to be, but I still kind of have hopes for a gritty Guardians of the Galaxy. A little bit, maybe. I, I'm hoping. I don't know, though, um, at this point. The way they showed Harley was like a little bit less like fun and like, I'm Harley. Oh, come on, Puddin'. You know, it was more like, oh, I'm Harley. What's going on? Murder Look Harley. You want to make out with a clown? Yeah. <laughs> Look at me do these flips in this cage. Yeah, it, it was it was a little silly. I think they made her. A <laughs> She's a pretty lady. Margot well, Robbie's yeah, a pretty I, lady. I think they made her a little too serious in the trailer, at least. But we'll see where they go with that. Um, I like how, by the by the way, not even waiting for the movie, Will Smith already you did you said the title yeah. in the name in the trailer. He's like, so what? We're some kind of Suicide, suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Will Smith. <laughs> Look at the camera. What happened to you? Uh, well, he was very confused about what that movie was from the original still. What am I doing here? <laughs> yeah. <Who is> this? <laughs> Wait a minute. Am I taking my own life? <laughs> Hold on. All of us are? But they did show him in the... They did. I will give DC yeah. props. They showed him in the Deadshot costume with yep. the red and the white yeah, mask and the did. red eye. And yeah. he was like rappelling down yep. the side of a building. <laughs> they gave like, him the right. Deadshot. Cool. That's... I did not think in a million years they They'd would give him that costume. Over that million dollar face. Yeah. yeah, for only or at least for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. So he doesn't well, you know, his, his voice is pretty like recognizable. That's yeah. true. No, that's true. So. Um, but you right see, before he blasts somebody, he's like, yeah. "Welcome to Earth." They show, yeah. they show Killer Croc. They show Katana's yeah. in there too. I didn't yeah. know Katana yeah, yeah, was yeah, in there. Yeah. Um, and uh, at the very they show end, that El Diablo oh, guy yep. apparently. Batman on riding on Batman on a purple Lamborghini. It all looks so much like. Guardians of the Galaxy covered in Batman paint. It is, that's exactly it's a, and that's exactly. Like. Well, well, you know what? At this point, that's high hopes for me right now because I don't know how I feel about it. I, I, it wasn't terrible. The one thing I was in, I'm interested to see is I do want to see more of Jared Leto's Joker. I kind of like his. So I like the there, the, there is the, the one choice. point in the trailer where yeah, you hear the laugh and it's it was cool. I liked. it. I think uh, from and you the, see him from at the, the parts, very very end. Yeah, you know, and he. I mean, let's put it this way: it's kind of like. From the parts that I saw, it's a it's little not Heath bad. Ledgery, but not the same. Chewie and I had this idea uh, yeah. on the way home of like Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger was his Joker was anarchy with a message, right? This yeah, one is just that. pure anarchy for the for the lo- like he gets he get for lack of a better word he gets off on like yeah. just, just hurting people. He's bored. He's yeah. Where I think he's, he's like Ledger, a, he's like a punk rock kid. Heath Ledger Joker is like I'm gonna. Pr- he's the art student. You know, this like kid's the punk, the punk, the rock and roll. Like I don't give a crap about anything. Yeah. I just want to hurt people. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna, you know, you have Heath Ledger. I'm gonna show the world that you can't control the world, man. I, <laughs> I really, really. And this one's like, you. I'm not. I'm just gonna hurt you real. He's bad like, I'm bored. Like <laughs> I'm gonna hurt you. Here's the, th- the only problem I have is that Harley Quinn and Gambit are on the same tier for me. They're okay. just like characters <laughs> that didn't need to exist. That sure, fine. Now they exist, and that everybody's like. This is Shots such fired. a good character. And I'm just like, no, they are there clearly for fan service in every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. There's almost no personality there. I'm sure extra <coughs> fans Deadpool. want to fight me. <coughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. Something got stuck in my throat. Oh, uh, you're right. I'm, true. You're not wrong. <laughs> you're definitely not wrong. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, DC's still getting my money. I'm probably going to go see them both. <laughs> you know where DC is going to get a little bit more of my money, though? Where's that? Um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but speaking of WB and all that, or, yeah, I guess mm-hmm. they're still WB. <laughs> um, so, Killing Joke will become an animated feature. Yep. That they're finally awesome doing it. They're doing it. Just no in word case on you Mark, ever wonder no what animated Mark broken legs look like. No yeah. word on Mark Hamill. It's true. But, but they did say that. Uh, 
Yeah, that's gonna be it's gonna be a grown up kids movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you still don't watch the Dark Knight? We watched the first half of it. It's true. You should watch, watch the whole the thing. Half. It's good. It's good. I enjoyed that adaptation. Robocop Dark Knight. Yeah. Um, well, guys, is there any any other back matter? Anything else we want we want to add in, or have we have we have we have we tapped ourselves out for the night? I, I think don't we know. Have. I think. I, I think we covered a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> my, my head's spinning. But um, before we, we might see the Killing Joke Joker possibly voiced by Mark Hamill. They haven't. They, they haven't, haven't said yes or no. But we'll and Mark see. Hamill has definitely expressed his desire to, to do, do that at some point. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we that. will see. Um, but before we go, uh, that's that's going to wrap us up for four color commentary <laughs> for this week. Should get Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh, Batman. Yeah. <laughs> That would be great. But before well, well, <laughs> just just stop no. trying. Before we go, uh, we want to give you guys a preview of what we're going to be reading for next time. Uh, so uh, yeah, so let's go around the circle. Before we do that, we're going to give you a preview of what we're reading for uh, First Prince next time. So Ryan, do you want to say this or do you want, do you want me to do it? Well, this is a long time coming. This is something we've been wanting to read for a long time. We're it's finally going to do it. Um, we're going to break it up into two parts though. So it's going to be a part one and part two. But Ryan, since you're the person who honestly introduced me to this book, I'm going to let you intro it. And it's a superhero book. It is a superhero book. Uh, we're reading sort of the legendary uh, Grant Morrison's All-Star Superman. Yep. So we're going to read the first volume next time and so the second volume after I think that. now they have it all in one. So it's like the first six issues right, of All-Star Superman. Issues. And then we're going to read the next six issues the next time. So All-Star Superman, Grant Morrison, Frank Quitely. It's sort of there. It's 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 sort of like his ideal superman story it is the best superman it is the book that made me a big batman fan like and respect superman yeah yeah same so um that is gonna be for first prince next time so what are we doing for here's my issue guys let's go around the circle alan of course you go first what what are you bringing next time uh i found the most embarrassing way to follow up my gambit joke um i'm going to be bringing the new title x-men 92 Oh, yes. Uh, issue number Dang one. It, I was close to bringing that one. Whew. Yeah. Uh, dodge that bullet. Uh, written by, who wrote this? Uh, Chad Bowers and Chris Sims and artist uh, Scott Koblish. Cool. So uh, it's basically the X-Men as they were in the early 90s. Should be interesting. I heard Radical. Basically. A lot of pouches. <laughs> Not. Um, for me, for Chewy, uh, my book next time is going to be Undertow. Number one. Oh, cool. Undertow, like where you're pulled undertow. Oh. Um, undertow number one. Uh, it's an image book. It is written by Steve Orlando, and the art is done by uh, Artyom Taraknov. Taraknov. You tried. Um, That's important. Yeah. And it's um, yeah, it's a fairly recent book. It's from within the last year. It's an image book, and um, it involves some underwater stuff. So I was going to bring another Marvel book, but since Alan's doing that, I'm going to change it up a little bit. Uh, I'm going to bring another non-Big 2 book, but it is a superhero book. Uh, This is from Dynamite. It's a team-up book, and it involves a character Ryan and I just talked about recently on another podcast. This uh, comic is called Masks. It's Masks number one. Uh, It is a team-up with uh, the Shadow, the Green Hornet, and Kato, and the Spider, and also Zorro. Uh, So this is written by Chris (laughs) Robertson and art by the one and only Alex Ross. Uh, So Masks number one is what I'm going to be bringing next time. Did Alex Ross do the interiors too? Mm -hmm. Wow. All right. Uh, I am bringing a manga next time. Whoa! Right? Uh, it's not going to be one with you know teaches you about the special hole that you are supposed to go in. Oh, thank God! 
Please rephrase. We'd really need in, to work. In the side of Phrasing. A Phrasing. A special hole in the side of a mountain that you're supposed to put put yourself into. It's not uh, better. It's not that. Uh, <laughs> it's not better. Wow. All right. Let's start over. Continue. Guys, I'm bringing a manga next time. Uh, it's called uh, It's called Planets. Okay. Uh, spelled P- Planet ES. I don't. I've never. I've never heard it pronounced. Neither so have I. I uh, but uh, I'm bringing uh, the first chunk of volume one. Uh, it's written by Mokoto Yukimura, uh, written and drawn. Uh, so I'll be bringing chapter one of that. It's about space. Sweet. Well, guys, uh, thank you so much for joining us for Color Commentary. Come and come back next time. Read all those books. Come back with us next time to the only podcast that follows Mr. Grunt Maryson's advice of may comics be with you. <laughs> that was for us. Grunt uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Run> Maryson. <laughs> May comics be with you. Oh, yeah, he's, he's yeah he 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 doesn't really like that other guy, Albert Morrison. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, I don't even know how to follow that up. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with the World of Warcraft it, it reference, which is my name is Alan Loktar Ogar. <laughs> follow that. My name is Chewy, and I'll see you later. <laughs> my name is Ian, and when you step outside and you're Batman, the rain is a baptism. <laughs> My name is Ryan, and by Grab Thar's hammer, what a savings. <laughs> <laughs> Stay there, bits, everybody. Bye. This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com.